Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Roger Glass Stadium in Dayton, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Rob Rickenbaugh. Tonight, we have got Roger Bacon Spartans High School football for you this evening on UltimateSportsTalk.com. As the Spartans go on the road to take on one of the teams that are in first place in the GCL North, and that would be the Chaminade Julian Eagles here tonight. They are 4-2 and overall, 3-0 and in the GCL North, and as I said, they're tied with the team that beat Roger Bacon last week, 42 to nothing, that being Alter. And Roger Bacon, they are 2-4 and four overall coming into tonight's game. They're 0-3 in the GCL Central, and they are trying to make sure that they do not go 0-4 for the third consecutive year in the GCL. Alongside Rob Rickenbaugh, and Rob, as we have talked about during the season, this team is very, very young. They need to learn how to win. They need to know when they're punched in the mouth that they can actually punch back. They've got to learn some of this stuff. And right now it's just one of those slow, agonizing processes that they're going through. And hopefully during this game and the last three of the regular season, they'll be able to learn that heading into next year. There's no question that the GCL schedule is a buzzsaw. Uh, Week after week you have top-notch opponents who are going to put up a big challenge, uh, especially when you have a young team made up of mostly freshmen and sophomores. Uh, No exception here, Roger Bacon uh, having problems stopping the run. Tonight they have a really good quarterback who presents both uh, ground game problems as well as passing problems. And that's what the Spartans will be up against here this evening. This is just a gorgeous facility, Rob. When you look at this, this thing was renovated a couple of years ago, and it is really looking like, you know, it's the type of a, a stadium that, Hopefully the renovations of Roger Bacon will kind of look similar to this. Uh, I don't know they'll, they'll look identical. You know, this being a brand-new facility, Roger Bacon being a historically um, classic stadium down in, in St. Bernard. But this is a very nice facility. You can't ask for a better location for a Friday night uh, GCL football game. So as you take a look at this ball game tonight, Rob, we normally talk about a late-arriving crowd when we're on the road. Well, this is a late-arriving team. Roger Bacon was late getting here this evening. Matter of fact, they got here about 15 minutes ago, so it's going to be quick warm-up and get this thing underway. Uh, which may be a little bit of an advantage. You know, they don't have to spend as much time kind of thinking about uh, preparing for the game. This is similar to two years ago. We were out here playing uh, this team at Wayne. Got stuck in 75 traffic, accidents. I think we showed up about 5 till 7 in the pouring rain and and had to warm up very quickly for a game. And sometimes when you don't have that hour before the game to think about it, maybe you can come out and just execute. You know, and and one of the things that we were discussing last week was the fact that the defense can't get off the field on third down. Matter of fact, if you look during this four-game losing streak that Roger Bacon is involved in, Rob, they've given up 159 total points in those four games. That's one of the things that they've got to shore up. They absolutely do. They're giving up way too many big plays to teams, and, of course, they've played some very good teams, McNicholas, Alter, uh, Baden, no exception. Uh, but they have to be more disciplined and consistent. That's kind of been the theme of the season. Very young team. Tonight, no exception. They're going to be a lot younger. Uh, Logan Wolf, who's an Assisi scholar here, he's off in Italy. Uh, Mr. Kugley has broken his hand. He's out tonight. Uh, so they have a, another freshman, Evan Webb, stepping up in his place. Uh, adding to the youth and inexperience they've been dealing with all season. Well, Joe Clemens is the defensive coordinator of the Spartans, and Rob had the opportunity to talk to him earlier tonight. Coach Mike Wild, Roger Bacon. Coach, tell me about Chaminade and what we can expect from them. All right. 
Coach Joe Clements, defensive coordinator, Roger Bacon. Coach, it looked like the run defense got a little bit more stout last week against a tough ultra team. Uh, tell me about what changes you made to accomplish that. We made a couple scheme changes last week, went to a 5-3 defense as opposed to our 3-4 that we're normally in. And our guys just played tough last week. You know, we challenged them all week in practice, and they knew it was going to be a tough game, and they stepped up to that challenge. Uh, you guys have been wiped out a little bit by the flu. You've got some injuries, some other uh, oddities going on right now that's left you guys a little bit short. Uh, any personnel changes or any of the younger guys going to have an opportunity to step up tonight? Yeah, we got a couple of young guys stepping in tonight. Uh, one of our senior captains, Logan Wolf, is actually in a CC right now in Italy on a class trip, so he's not even with us tonight. So uh, we're kind of dedicating the game tonight for him to play, but we've got a freshman stepping in, playing in his place. Um, number 20, Evan Webb, we, we're looking for him to do some good things for us tonight. Uh, tell me about Chaminade and what we can expect, what challenges they might present for uh, the Bacon defense. Well, first off, Chaminade is extremely fast. They're always fast. They always have really great athletes. Um, that's going to be our challenge tonight is trying to keep up with those guys, especially out in the open field. If they come in and they want to try to bully us, I think that we're tough enough up front to play with them. It's all going to be about us making sure that we can keep up with their speed tonight. Thanks a lot, Coach. Good luck. Thanks. Of course, that's Joe Clemens before tonight's football game against Chaminade Julian here this evening on the road. Another thing we wanted to talk about, Rob, as we get into this one, is the fact that the Roger Bacon offense, everybody is keying on Kiner. They look at Corey Kiner and they say, hey, if we can stop him and force Roger Bacon to go away from him, then we pretty much have got them figured out. That's one of the things that I think the Spartans are going to have to do is find something else to add a dimension to their offense away from Kiner. And I think that's a work in progress. You know, One of the things we noted when we first started these broadcasts early on is we have a new starting quarterback. Just his fifth GCL game in Tyler Bullock. He's gotten stronger every week. Uh, he's made his way up the passing ranks in the GCL co-ed division. Has a couple good receivers. Uh, he's going to be called on to do a lot to take the pressure off Kiner. I think he's capable of doing it every week. He looks a little more comfortable. Uh, I think tonight I wouldn't be surprised to see him air it out a little bit, especially since Mr. Coogley, who uh, relieves Kiner, is not here to take some of that pressure off. Uh, it's going to have to be the passing game uh, to provide a little bit of that alleviated pressure. Yeah, when you look at Coogley, not only does he add an invention on offense, but defense also. He's just a hard-nosed ball player. They're going to miss him tonight. He's one of those kids that I would say gives the team its heartbeat. Um, he's very much counted on to provide that kind of the attitude on offense and defense that some of these younger kids are missing. He's really going to be missed uh, from a morale standpoint. As far as Chaminade is concerned, they started out the season by losing their first two ball games, but the first one was against Marion Local, and they're one of the perennial uh, state championship teams. You look at them and you look at Coldwater, and every other year it seems like one of those two teams is winning the state title. So, you know, when you look at Chaminade, they're looking at trying to increase their points by playing a team like that and getting their team better right away. You've got to give them, you've got to laud them for doing that, but still, it wasn't a good wasn't a good start out as they went 0-2, but now they've won four straight. Right. You know, sometimes it's good to go out and take your team out and give them the toughest challenge possible. You know, playing the defending state champion, playing a school the size of Miamisburg is a great way to kind of indoctrinate a team and see what you got. Uh, as they stepped into the GCL then, you know, Fenwick, a big rival, uh, they were able to defeat them. Uh, Fenwick, again, good this year, but a step down from Marion Local. Uh, Purcell Marion, not much of a challenge. Carroll, not much of a challenge. You know, they blanked them 35 to nothing. Uh, they're a good team with 
good weapons, uh, who's prepared, and we'll see if Roger Bacon can step up tonight and contend in this ballgame. Chaminade's coach, Marcus Coleman, in his seventh year, 40 wins against 31 career defeats. His best year was his first year when they went to the state semis and finished with a record of 10-4. and They're led this year by senior quarterback Ryan Peltier. He's completing 54% of his passes, just four t- touchdowns, though, and two interceptions. He's also ran the ball 27 times for 143 yards. And out of the backfield, they go with senior Jonathan Bell, who averages almost five yards a carry, although tonight they'll go with Marquise George, who is number six, and he will start at that running back position here this evening in place of Bell. Last year, a game you probably would like to forget, Rob, Chaminade defeated Roger Bacon 42-12. to It was a game where Roger Bacon was down 7-6, to and then Chaminade ran off 35 straight points, and for all intents and purposes, that was it. Yes, it was. So, again, as we've talked about all season, this is the five-year plan for Coach Blout uh, and this program. When he came here, he had great student-athletes, but kids, um, or maybe the academics came first, the football came second. He's been able to fill this roster out and make it a destination again for some kids in the Cincinnati area looking to have excellent academics and really play high-level football. Uh, As those freshmen and sophomores mature, I, I think things will turn around, but... Uh, he certainly has had his hands full uh, rebuilding this program in the midst of the GCF. Well, both teams are warming up. We're about nine minutes away from the kickoff. We'll talk with head coach Mike Blount and go over what's going to happen in the GCL tonight and the standings. We'll do all that when we continue after this timeout. A dental sealant is a thin coating that's painted on teeth. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to help prevent cavities in children. Sealants prevent the most cavities when applied soon after permanent molars come in. That's about age 6 for first molars and age 12 for second molars. Sealants can protect against cavities for up to 9 years. They can be applied in dental offices or using portable dental equipment in community settings like schools. Although the number of children in the U.S. with sealants has increased over time, low-income children are 20% less likely to have sealants and twice as likely to have untreated cavities than higher-income children. Untreated cavities can cause pain, infection, and problems eating, speaking, and learning. Applying sealants in schools for low-income children could save millions in dental treatment costs. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Roger Glass Stadium in Dayton, Ohio, where Shamanah Julian getting set to host the Roger Bacon Spartans here tonight. Last week around the conference, it was Alter defeating Roger Bacon by a final of 42 to nothing on Friday night. Fenwick defeated Baden 20 to 14, and then there were two games on Saturday. Julian defeated Purcell Marion 45 to 14, and McNicholas shut out Carroll by the final of 28 to nothing. So coming into tonight's ball game in the North, Alter and Shamanah are both 3-0 and in the North. Alter's 5-1 and overall, and Chaminade is at 4-2. and And then in the Central, McNicholas is leading at 3-0. and Baden is at 2-1, and and then comes Roger Bacon at 0-3. Now, Alter and Chaminade Julian will play in the final football game of the year, and realistically, if you look at it, if Chaminade can get past Roger Bacon and, of course, through the rest of their games throughout the rest of the year, that's going to be a showdown for that Northern Division Championship. But when you look at it and take a look at that kind of a a schedule, that game, who do you see coming out on top, Rob? Ultra's tough to beat. You know, from a size standpoint, what it usually comes down to here is the number of kids you have to draw from. 
Uh, as we talked about last week a little bit, with Ultra being so much bigger than Bacon, Bacon being one of the few uh, enrollment-capped schools uh, in the city. So uh, I think Shamanon's a very good team. Uh, I'm anxious to see what they can do tonight. You know, the advantage they have is this quarterback, and he can take you a long way, uh, as, you know, the Patriots prove every year. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, I think this division is probably alters to lose. I know Peltier is getting a look at some of the colleges in the area. And, and, of course, he's just an outstanding athlete here from Julian. But so is Bell. I mean, when you look at him, you've got to look. He's, he's probably one of the premier running backs in the area in the se- at the senior running back position. Chaminade always has speed on the, the back position and the, on the outside. I expect nothing less. You know, they, they have a deep uh, roster of running backs. They've got some speedy receivers. You know, much like last week, you know, Bacon came out, as, as Coach Clements alluded to, and they, they loaded the box with eight kids, put everything they had to stop the run. Ultra goes to the pistol. They connect on some big passes and, and some gimmicky plays like, you know, bubble screens and quick slants. Uh, I probably expect that tonight. Bacon's going to have a tough time kind of picking their poison against this quarterback. Well, tonight's schedule around the area, uh, also in the area, tonight's schedule is Baden is at Carroll. Then McNicholas is playing at Fenwick, and Purcell will be playing Alter, and that game is going to be at Fairmont. But Roger Bacon, as we said, coming into this ballgame with a record of 2-4, and 0-3 oh in the GCL on the road. They are 1-2 and two this year, and they're 1-2 and two at home under head coach Mike Blout in his third year. And Rob talked with Coach Blout before the ballgame. Bacon, Coach, tell me about Chaminade and what we can expect from them tonight, uh, what challenges they might present. Uh, well, they got a high-powered offense. They uh, they can go. They scored a lot of points here the last couple games. Uh, their quarterback can score from anywhere. He can run. He can he can throw it. Uh, they got a couple dynamic receivers that can just flat-out play. Uh, so defense has got their work cut out for them. Uh, offensively, uh, you know, we just got to move the ball. We got to get the ball to our playmakers. Um, you know, our running back, Corey Kiner, and then out to the wide receivers, Zach Kuhlman and Kobe Taylor. Uh, we get them the ball, we'll be in business. Uh, but the, but the, uh, the name of the game comes down to stopping their offense. Coach, you had a physical game against Alter uh, last week, coming off uh, another one against Baden. Tell me about the health of the team and uh, where things stand. Uh, surprisingly, we are, we're pretty good right now in terms of, the, of health-wise. Uh, we had two broken hands last week. Uh, one's playing, one's not. Uh, but other than that, we're, we're in pretty good shape. So, um, you know, the, uh, we had a little flu bug running through the, the locker room this week. Uh, everybody is back, though, uh, So we, we, except for the one broken hand. So we should be good to go. Thanks, Coach. Good luck. Well, as you look at that, Rob, being a doctor, I know some of these guys, they can play with broken hands. Other times they can't. What's really the, the, the definition of playing with a broken hand? Well, as Coach Wild always likes to say, you know, the, the line in the sand is really uh, playing injured versus playing hurt. Some of it's where the fracture would be. Uh, if it's something that prevents you from gripping, if something that could make it worse, you know, a lot of times what you get are those boxer's fractures mm-hmm. on the outside of the hand. Those can be stabilized. If you do something else where it's maybe thumb or joint related, uh, a little bit more issue there with long-term potential damage. So in those cases, uh, probably wise for the player to sit out, uh, maybe even be casted uh, and really be away from the action until it has a chance to heal. Is Coogley out just for this week, or will he be out any more extensive time? I think we're looking at a few weeks. Uh, Best-case scenario for him might be, depending on the nature of the injury, and again, that's all... HIPAA-protected information right? Uh, other than what Coach Blatt offered, but uh, be back for senior night, hopefully against Purcell. Oh, let's not get into HIPAA, please. <laughs> We're about three minutes away from the kickoff. Rob and I will be back. Take a look at the starting lineups and have the opening kickoff for tonight's game. Roger Bacon and Shamanad Julian right after this. 
I know I need to pay attention to my health, but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids, there's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter, and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks, and on the weekends we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard, and when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. Well, if you look at the keys for tonight's ball game, for both ball clubs, Rob, and I think for Chaminade Julian, one of the keys for them tonight is they're going to want to put this game away early. They want to come out and really establish their dominance over Roger Bacon early in this game. From all the film that they would have seen for the past few weeks, the recipe for beating Roger Bacon this season has been pretty simple. Load the box, stop Kiner, let the sophomore cornerback Tyler Bullock beat you. He is getting more comfortable. Uh, there's going to be a night when one of those teams regret that strategy. Uh, I don't know if tonight's the night, uh, but what Roger Bacon really has to do is compete for the all four quarters. We've seen them these past couple weeks take a punch uh, and lose a little bit of steam. They have to come out tonight and maintain discipline as they've been coached all week, uh, keep their responsibilities, and really fight all four quarters. And we've talked about it. Roger Bacon has got to find a way. You know, when you, you talk about what Chaminade's going to want to do, they're going to want to stop Kiner. They figure if they can stop Kiner, they can stop Roger Bacon. So, obviously, Roger Bacon's going to have to find something else to do offensively. And then they can go back to Kiner, and it makes him more effective. Yeah, so, I, again, I don't know if that's Tyler Bullock tonight. Uh, at times, it's been Chris Coogley as a kind of a change of pace option. All the great running backs at this school have always had a compliment. You know, Jared Dean had Brandon Barnes. Um, so let's pause right now for the playing of our national anthem. Let us pray. God of all life and goodness, we thank you for the gift of athletics and the game about to be played. As we gather here tonight, we ask you to be with those who have been affected by recent events in the past few weeks in the world. Bring them peace and comfort as they continue to recover. Inspire and be with us to bring light to the darkness and hope to those in despair and help us embody your love, grace, and passion for all people. Bless our athletes, coaches, and all of us gathered here tonight. Give us humility to win graciously and courage to lose proudly so that in the game of life we may seek first the ultimate goal of your kingdom. We ask this in your name. Amen. God bless and go Eagles.
Chaminade Julian leads the all-time series 21 wins against 11 defeats. The last victory, of course, for Roger Bacon came in 2010 when the Spartans won 44 to 41. In the first meeting between these two ball clubs, it was in 1939, and that was a loss. Chaminade was beaten by Roger Bacon by a final score of 7 to 6. That's a game. Do you remember that game? No, but interestingly <laughs> enough, you know, Larry Gaff, who we were going to honor last week and uh, didn't make it, we're going to do him in a future game, was on that team. So, uh, still kicking the class of 1940. Well, Chaminade lost the toss. Roger Bacon won the toss and has elected to receive. They will be going from left to right across your computer screen as we get this one underway. Roger Bacon in their road white jerseys with brown pants, brown numerals, and white helmets. And for Chaminade, they are in their green jerseys with blue pants and white numerals and green helmets here this evening. So we are about set to go. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as the Spartans take on the Eagles here in GCL high school football action. And we're set to get this one underway and Chaminade will kick the football off and they do and it is a deep end over end kick that Coleman's going to take in at about his two and he backpedals and goes to the five to the ten, spins around across the fifteen and he'll be tackled at about the eighteen yard line on the play after the kickoff by Clayton Schomer, a 5'8", 180-pound freshman and if he's right, Rob, I'll tell you one thing. He is the biggest 180-pound freshman I have ever seen. He's a hefty kid. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, on that kickoff return, it looked like there was a lane there for a second. Roger Bacon holds their blocks just a little bit longer. Uh, Kuhlman might have had a chance with that. Well, Tyler Bullock leading the team out on the field. The sophomore quarterback for the Spartans with Corey Kiner lining up right behind him, the freshman, and the Spartans. Have three receivers out wide on both sides. And they'll hand it off to Kiner. Off the right-hand side. Spins away from a tackle. Cuts it to the near sideline. To the 20. To the 22. To the 23-yard line. Before he's run out of bounds at the 23. For a gain of four on the play. And it's second down. Six yards to go for the Spartans. Good start for Kiner on the run. Not bad. You know, if Kobe Taylor had held his block a little bit longer, you know, he let that cornerback slip around him. And he was able to get down there to the edge. Uh, I think Kiner might have picked up a few more. But... Not a bad start. Coming out to the near side is Zuri Edmondson, who's fifth in receiving this week in the GCL stats. Pitch out comes to Kiner around the left-hand side. That's the far side. He cuts it across the 20 and is going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and drop there. Kiner popped right back up, thought he wasn't down, but the referees have him down right at the line of scrimmage, so it'll be third down, six yards to go. And again, that, that's just a question of the Chaminade front seven being more physical than our offensive line. Uh, again, youth a factor, but at some point it has to stop being an excuse. Coleman goes out wide to the left-hand side. Two receivers out to the near side. In the slot on the near side is Edmondson with Kiner right behind Bullock. Bullock's going to throw the ball out to the far side. It'll be intercepted by the cornerback, Marquise Keyshawn Owens, and Owens is going to take it in for the score. Right away on the play, you get an interception by Marquise George, excuse me, number five, and Marquise George takes it into the end zone for the score on a 22-yard interception run, and it is all of a sudden 6 nothing. Eagles. And it looks like the outside receiver was running a little bit of a pick play there. Uh, the defender slid off. Bullock didn't see him. He threw that ball right out there in the flat, didn't have a whole lot on it. 
uh, easy play for that corner to come up and uh, take that to the house. So it's 6 nothing, and coming in to attempt the extra point for Chaminade is Zachary Bridget. Bridget, a 227-pound 6'2 senior. And he looks all of it. And the placement is down, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. So there's 11 minutes left to go. Just one minute has elapsed in this ball game, And Chaminade has jumped on top of it on the interception return by George. 7 to nothing. Located in Finneytown at 8621 Winton Road behind Brentwood Spirits and Wine is the Lucky Turtle next to Arby's. They've got 23 taps of rotating, rotating craft and local beers, 60 plus bourbons and a large selection of other fine spirits. They've got weekly events going on including live music, vinyl night on Tuesdays and trivia on Thursdays and a spacious covered patio to enjoy the outdoors. Darts, shuffleboard, free video games, food options from empanadas, a key, and you can even bring in your own food. It's a great place, very accommodating for parties and events. Stop in for a relaxing, no-frills, good time. Frank Sita, the owner, Roger Bacon, class of 1991. And a good man. As I say every week, I love Frank. Won't be able to use that covered patio very much longer, though, in the next couple weeks, I would think. It's a, you know, that's one of those places where everybody knows your name. Uh, <laughs> fabulous, fabulous establishment Frank has there. Um, right in the heart of Roger Bacon country. A lot of fun there. And the kickoff is Roger Bacon's going to take it in. Kuhlman into the end zone, and he's just going to take it right there for the touchback, and Roger Bacon will take it over first and ten after the touchback. And what happened there on that last series was what's been plaguing this offense a lot the whole season, which is putting Bullock in these third and longs. Uh, they have to do something to kind of shorten those, throw the defense off, and then kick back on their heels on a third and nine, expecting the pass. Uh, he's had a lot of issues. So Chaminade will have, or excuse me, Roger Bacon will have it after the Chaminade TD. First and ten at their own 20-yard line. Bullock out of the pistol. Has Corey Kiner right behind him. Receivers in motion. That's Edmondson. And a flag being roll- thrown, and it's offside. Someone lining up in the neutral zone for the Eagles. So... Instead of first and ten at the twenty, it'll be first and five at the twenty-five. And we're like they've got Zach Capel filling Coogley's role as kind of a an up back, uh, not quite the physical presence Coogley is. Let's see if he'll be able to, to hold off some blocks for Kiner tonight. Taylor is out wide to the right hand side, and the handoff goes right up the middle to Kiner. Kiner breaks it across the thirty. He's got the first down out to the thirty-three yard line. Gain of eight on the play, and the initial first down of the night for the Spartans. And again, the, those plays where Kiner can hit the hole very quickly uh, and the offensive line doesn't have to hold blocks as long seem to be where Bacon's had the most success these past few weeks. Uh, it be interesting to see how if that proves through the rest of the night. Kappel out wide to the right-hand side. Taylor in the slot. Edmondson out wide left, ball in the center of the field. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle again. Spots, spots it across the 40, out to the 45-yard line, to the 46-yard line. A gain of 12 on the carry for Kiner. And he's got things moving right now in the last two carries, and it's another first down for the Spartans. Just running physically uh, right downhill, uh, full speed ahead, and running kids over along the way, uh, which is the Corey Kiner uh, that we haven't seen in a while. Maybe that ankle had bothered him a little bit more the past few weeks than he went on. Ten minutes left to go in the first quarter. High snap, but Bullock pulls it down, throws a flare pass out to Edmonds or to Kuhlman. Kuhlman across the 45 in two. Chaminade territory and run out of bounds at the 40. That's a 13-yard reception to Coleman and another first down for the Spartans. This is the best the offense has looked, Rob, since about three weeks ago on the opening drive down at Fairfield against Baden. 
Yeah, they've gotten better and better. You know, they did have one or two drives last week where they were to move the ball to ultra territory. Uh, again, it, some of it's about Bullock being comfortable and the offensive line being able to give him a little bit of time or Kiner a little bit of room. Out of the pistol, Kiner gets it right up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped for about a yard gain. Ball came loose. The Eagles say they've got it, but the official, the side judge, says no, Kiner was down, so it will not go as a fumble. But he lost a yard on the play, back to the 41-yard line of the Eagles. It'll bring up second and 11. It'll be interesting to see, you know, Kobe Taylor and Zach Kuhlman are bigger receivers. Uh, the defensive backs, actually, for... Uh, Shamanad are a little bit on the smaller side. That might be a weakness we can exploit. They're going with a cover cover three defense. Pitch out comes to Kiner around the left-hand side. Boy, he's going to be hit behind the line and run out of bounds right away. Good pursuit by Ben Thomas, one of the outside senior linebackers for Shamanad. And they're going to say Kiner stepped out of bounds right at the line of scrimmage. So it's no gain, third and 11. And Chaz Scholes, the senior on that offensive line, uh, didn't even put a hand on that kid as he came right through the middle, uh, went right by him, and, and blew that play up before it had a chance. Third down, 11 yards to go, and here we are again after three initial, three consecutive first downs. Now the Spartans, who are in Chaminade territory, drop back on third and 11. Bullet gets a block, throws it out into the flat. It is complete, and it's taken in by Kappel, and Kappel is going to be hit at the 38-yard line. Gain of about five on that reception, and it will bring up fourth down and seven yards to go at the Chaminade 37-yard line with nine minutes left to go in the first quarter, down 7 nothing. And had Zuri Edmondson been able to hold that block for another minute, um, you know, I think he breaks that for the first down, but well-designed play. Kobe Taylor comes out to the near side. as Mike Blout's going to roll the dice. He's going to go for it here on fourth and seven at the... Eagles 37-yard line. Bullock puts Edmondson in motion to the near side. A lot of movement on the line, and I think the Eagles may have jumped off. And they did. Bullock did a nice job. Edmondson came in motion and faked the quick snap, and it looked like they were going to run the jet to Edmondson, but it was a fake. But it did draw off the defensive line for the Eagles. and So instead of fourth and seven, now it's fourth and two down to the 32-yard line. Yeah, Edmondson's a smart kid. That was a, a well-designed play. Great fake. Uh, Buchanan, the defensive end, bid on that and jumps. Uh, man-to-man coverage on Kuhlman on the outside. Let's see if maybe we can take advantage of that. So it's fourth and two, and now it'll be a timeout taken by the Spartans, and we will also. 8.21 left to go in the first quarter. It's fourth and two when we return. Your score. It's the Eagles 7, the Spartans nothing. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Well, Mike Blout didn't like what he saw defensively, either that or the Spartans had something confusing on the offense, the play call. But nonetheless, on fourth and two, the Spartans take their first time out of the half down 7 nothing with 8.21 left to go in the first quarter. Yeah, and despite some mental mistakes, this has actually been a, a pretty good sustained drive. I think what Mike wants to do right here is preserve the momentum, you know, turning this ball over on downs. Mike sucks some life out of a young team. 
picking this up. Actually, could be a big catalyst. So uh, let's see if we, we can get the two yards. Spread formation. Capel in the slot right. Ball in the near hash mark. Kiner on fourth and two. Runs right up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped immediately. Initial hit on the play for Chaminade made by Devell Williams, a sophomore 6'1 defensive lineman, 228 pounds, and he met Kiner almost at the point of attack. So it will go over to the Eagles on downs with 8.16 left to go in this first quarter. Eagles up 7-0. Just another growing pain for that offensive line. Well, first time Chaminade's had the ball offensively, and Peltier, the quarterback, he's going to hand it off. Now he's going to fake it, and Peltier's going to keep it right up the middle across the 30 as they had it first and 10 at their own 32-yard line, takes it across the 35 and out to the 38-yard line for a gain of six. And it's second down, four yards to go for Chaminade, and they go with the hurry up. We're on fast-paced offense. Peltier out of the pistol. They move Willis. Over to the left-hand side. Now he moves in motion to the far side. Handoff goes to Bell. Bell up the middle. Across the 40, out to the 43-yard line. And then first down after a gain of six on the carry by Jonathan Bell. And no surprise, Roger Bacon does much better with the, the straight. Excuse me, that was Marquise George. George, number five, carrying that ball. It's the straight handoffs. It's those misdirections and, you know, the, the quarterback options that give them the biggest problem with uh, trying to maintain their assignments. First and ten for the Eagles, as the officials want to confer about things before they let the Eagles get this playoff. The Eagles have trips out to the near side, ball in the center of the field. And I'm not sure what is going on here. The clock is stopped with 7.46 left to go. The chains were set, and now the clock will begin, and the Eagles will run the play out of the pistol. Peltier is going to throw it out into the flat, and it is knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Tried to get the pass under the left flat to Willis, but it was knocked down at the line of scrimmage, and I didn't see who got their big paws up there, Rob. I think that was Nate Stark uh, getting his hand up there, causing a little disruption. He's one of the guys we want to talk to probably next week. We'll Legacy the kid, yeah, we'll make a point of getting with Nate. So it's second down, 10 yards to go. Ball still at the 45-yard line in Eagles territory. They've got receivers on wide. George in the pistol. Fake handoff. Peltier throws it out into the flat. Incomplete to Owens. Threw it too low to Owens. Peltier, the senior quarterback, getting a lot of looks from some of the Division II and Division III colleges in the area. But he really hurried that pass and didn't have to. And it's third down, 10 yards to go from the Eagles' own 45-yard line. Cover three, and now the Spartans jump off sides. Both teams are a little anxious defensively here tonight. We've had three defensive offside penalties tonight, and that time James Thompson for the Spartans jumped, and that'll move it out to midfield, just shy of midfield, and bring up third and five. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. You know, Shades of McNicholas, they've had trouble with those mobile quarterbacks uh, who aren't afraid to keep it. Peltier gets the snap on third and five. He's going to throw it out to the right, and it is complete on the play out on the right-hand side to Dom Wilcox, his first catch of the night, into Roger Bacon territory and run out of bounds at the 38-yard line for a gain of 12 and a first down for the Eagles. Seven and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. 
Peltier, he's going to throw it out into the left-hand side, complete to Willis at the 35-30, 25, cuts it to the near side, breaks the tackle to the 20, and run out of bounds on the left-hand side by Jake Speed, the safety, or he would have been gone to the house. Takes it down to the 17-yard line on the completion, and another first down for the Eagles. Same play that tried to set up just a few plays ago, and uh, was incomplete. Set up perfectly there to the wide side of the field, and an easy chunk of yards picked up. Ball in the near hash mark. Tight end Caleb Downing lines up on the left-hand side. Dropping back Peltier, he's going to throw it out to the right-hand side into the corner of the end zone, and it is caught in the corner of the end zone. It is for the touchdown, and the Spartans and that, or the Eagles, and that is Willis, number 10, Wilcox. Wilcox with the catch, and that makes it 13-0. Eagles on top of it. And it looked like Amir Muhammad turned to look at the quarterback, lost track of the receiver who was able to get some separation to the corner. Uh, easy throw and catch for uh, Peltier and the receiver. So 7-12 left to go in this first quarter of play. 13-0. Now Shamanad has jumped out on top of it and coming in to attempt the second extra point of the night is Zach Bridget. Bridget, right-footed kicker. Puts it up, and it is good. 7-12 left to go in this first quarter in your score from Dayton. It is Chaminade Julian, 14, and Roger Bacon, nothing. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. 7-12 left to go in this first quarter of play, and Rob, third down the story. Both offensively for the Spartans can't convert into a first down, and defensively they can't get Chaminade off the field on third. Well-coached, mature teams handle third down well on both offense and defense. Uh, that's a down where you really have to step up and make a play. Week after week now, we've seen Bacon struggle uh, to do that. Coleman will take in the kickoff at his own two-yard line right up the middle across the 15 out to the 20. He's got a wedge, keeps moving forward across the 25 and dropped right there at the 25-yard line. And that is where the Spartans, well, the Eagles are coming up saying they've got the football, and they do. Coleman coughed up the football or had it stripped out of his arms, and the officials came in, and the delayed call is going to give it back to the Eagles on the... Spartans' second turnover of the night. And they'll have it first and 10 at the Roger Bacon 25-yard line. It was hard to see what happened there. Kuhlman in the middle of a pack, trying to just get a couple extra yards, gets stripped. So taking it over is Chaminade at the Spartans' 25-yard line. Peltier has got Bell off to his left now. George started the ball game, but now Bell is in. Peltier is going to go for all of it. He's going to throw it into the corner of the end zone, and there's a flag thrown in the end zone. Two flags, and it'll be pass interference called against the Spartans. They were trying to go right back into the corner of the end zone to Wilcox, and he got tripped up on the way to the ball. Picking on Amir Muhammad again, the senior corner. Uh, must have saw something on tape last week that uh, made them go after him. Interestingly enough, well, let's, let's wait a second. It's going to be offensive pass interference against 
Chaminade. It's not defensive pass interference. They're going to knock Chaminade back from the 25, back to the 40-yard line, and it'll bring up first down and 25 yards to go. That's an interesting call, Rob. But I guess the question comes down, and I couldn't really see of which way his head was facing. Uh, if he got his head around and looked towards the ball and the receiver pulled him down, that may have been uh, the reason for the call. So Roger Bacon on the advantageous penalty knocks Chaminade back to the 40-yard line, and the handoff goes to Bell right up the middle across the 40, down to the 35, inside the 35 to the 31-yard line. So on first and 25, he gets nine of it back and brings up second down, 16 yards to go from the Spartan 31. And this is a big series for Roger Bacon to uh, maintain some momentum uh, and also some of the morale for this young team. Peltier out of the pistol, looks to the left. He's going to throw it out to the left. It's complete to Owens. He slips a tackle to the 10, to the 5, and he's going to take it into the end zone for the score. Wow. Keyshawn Owens with his second catch of the night, and this one for a TD. And with 6.22 left to go in the first quarter, it's now 20 to nothing. Eagles on top of it. And that was Ryan Blau, the sophomore coach's son, coming up to try to make that play. And he broke it down just a little bit more. He came up a little quick, a little hot to uh, make the tackle. Uh, the receiver able just to kind of get through his arm and uh, take it to the house. So for the third time tonight, in to attempt the extra point is Zach Bridget. And Bridget right foots it up and through the upright. 6.22 left to go in the first quarter. Your score, it's the Eagles 21, the Spartans nothing. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game, starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. Hey, the Bengals got a win on Sunday. It was against a minor league team, but they got a win. Even a blind dog gets a bone once in a while. <laughs> against my Browns. And they're, yeah. That's a good, good analogy, calling the Browns a dog. I'd rather have Kaiser than Dalton. I don't know about that. 21 nothing the score here. And right now, the Eagles are looking like a better team than either the Bengals or the Browns. 6.22 left to go in the first quarter. And... They will kick it off for the fourth time here tonight, and Kuhlman is going to take it in right at his goal line, and he'll just pocket it right there. And Roger Bacon will take it over first and ten at their own 20. Tomorrow, I'll be on the road in Terre Haute, Indiana, for Mount St. Joseph taking on Rose Holman, and that's a battle for first place in the Heartland Conference. It's really down to a three-team battle now, Mount St. Joseph, Rose Holman, and Franklin. And you can join me with the pregame show at 1.30 and the kickoff at 2 o'clock here on Ultimate Sports Talk. 6.22 left to go here in Dayton, and your score is 21 to nothing. Eagles on top of it. Bullock put together a nice little drive the last time, and now he throws it onto the flat complete to Edmondson on the far side, cuts it inside to the 20, to the 25, and he's down to the 26-yard line for a gain of six. And those are the things that we talked about, getting a quick pass out so that the, the rush doesn't get in and get to Bullock before he can get rid of the ball. Right, something to throw him off. You know, we see a lot of handoffs to Kiner on first down. 
seeing the offense mix it up a little bit, get positive gains on first down, so Bullock now is in a shorter field, or a shorter uh, down and distance is helpful. Second down, four yards to go. Ball at the 26-yard line. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle. Cuts it to the outside. He's going to get a block. Cuts it across the 30. He's got the first down near the 34-yard line before he has run out of bounds on a nice run. Good tackle out of bounds by Isaiah Dickerson. And they'll spot him right at the 35-yard line. So a gain of nine on the carry for Kiner. And it's first down for the Spartans. First and ten from their own 35. And the corner cut inside there made it easy for... Edmondson, they're going to block him just enough to spring Kiner to the outside. Kappel, slot left. Kuhlman is out wide to the left. Two receivers to the near side. Now moving in motion is Kappel to the near side. Fake handoff to Kiner, throws it into the flat, and it's through the hands and incomplete to Kuhlman. Kuhlman looked like he looked upfield trying to see where the safety was before he ever caught the ball. Near the corner, Joseph Green coming hot on him and maybe heard a couple footsteps went right through his hands but I, it was nice to see that route you know I, I don't feel like we see enough of those quick slants uh, if Coleman's fast enough to get out there Bullock can get that ball he's got a rocket arm second and ten from the 35 hand off up the middle to Kiner after the high snap bounces off a couple of tackles and takes it out across the 30 near the 35 to the 36 yard line make it so a gain of about a yard and it'll bring up third down and nine and here we are back with third and long and I wouldn't be surprised you know we've talked Kuhlman goes about 6'3 he's got some size on these corners uh, see them take a shot downfield on, on one of these third and longs 445 remaining in the first quarter 21 nothing Eagles trips to the far side for the Spartans Bullock drops straight back on a good snap looks to his left he's going to throw it and it's incomplete tried to go to Kobe Taylor he would have had the first down if he could have brought it in, but it was a good play by the defensive back to reach over the top and knock the pass away. That being Isaiah Haywood, so the incompletion brings up fourth and nine, and it's punting time now. And here's where you've got to see what is going to happen as Luke Bird will come in and punt the ball away. Chaminade will get the ball again, and... Bird gets the ball. It's a knuckleball. It'll be taken in at the 35-yard line by Wilcox, and Wilcox will take it from the 35 out to the 38-yard line. I thought he called a fair catch, Rob. Well, he, t- he took a chance. He, he kind of shoestring that catch. I guess when you're up 21 to nothing, you can take some risks. A dangerous play to make uh, at midfield, but uh, able to reel it in and pick up a yard or two. So that will make it first and ten for the Eagles with 4.27 remaining in this first quarter of play, and they lead it 21 to nothing. Peltier, tight end left, is Downing, and Downing handoff, well, didn't even get the snap off as there was a lot of commotion at the line of scrimmage, and it'll be a legal procedure, illegal motion called against the Eagles, and that will knock them back five yards. They've got four penalties by my recollection so far tonight, Rob, while the Spartans have had only one. There's Eugene Gray, the guard, who started the pull before the ball was snapped. Uh, easy call. Oops. 4.27. Clock hadn't even run yet. Peltier. Ball at the 34-yard line. Peltier's going to hand it off right up the middle to Bell, and Bell takes it out across the 35 to the 36-yard line. Gain of a couple. And it brings up the second down, 13 yards to go. 
another one of those plays the young defense manages pretty well, which are just those kind of straightforward run plays. Uh, you know, two steps handed off, and, and the back takes it between the tackles. Struggled on the edge. Next week, back at home for Carroll. He'll be on the air with the pregame show at 6.40. Under four minutes. Peltier on the option. He's going to run it across the 40, 45, 50 into Spartan territory. Be brought down at about the 40-yard line. 24-yard run. Well, they'll add a couple more on top of it inside the 40 to the 38-yard line to make it a 26-yard run by Peltier. And a first down for Chaminade. Offensive line holding the blocks. Jake Speed having to make a decision between the back and the quarterback. He chose the back. First down. Peltier, high snap. He's going to roll out to the left. He's going to look for a receiver. It's complete to Downing, the tight end. Downing inside the 40 to the 35, and he'll be brought down at about the 34-yard line. So a gain of about four on the reception, and it's second and six with 3.26 left to go in the first quarter. Shamanah doing a great job mixing up the runs and the passes. Uh, traditional runs versus the mixed direction. Uh, Peltier. Impressive hand, offense. Handoff right up the middle to Bell. Bell springs it to the outside to the 25-20, and he'll be brought down right at the 20-yard line. Gain of about 14 on the carry, and another Shamanad first down, and they go right to the hurry-up. A little bit of a counterplay there. Uh, easy run for Bell. Ball resting right at the Roger Bacon 20-yard line, first and 10 for the Eagles. They're already up 21-0. Hand off to Bell. Bell stutter steps inside, runs it right up the middle behind the center, and takes it to the 15 for a gain of 5. That's his average per carry this year. 5 yards per carry, and it'll bring up second down, 5 yards to go. Great setup. I wouldn't be surprised to see another little bubble uh, to the outside here, the wide side of the field. Probably to number three, uh, Willis. And there it is. Ball tried to get the ball to Owens, who was cutting on a slant end, but the ball was knocked down at the line of scrimmage, I believe, by Thompson again. So it'll bring up third and six. They actually have the ball spotted at the 16-yard line, not the 15. So with 2.40 to go in the first quarter, Peltier looks over to the sideline and gets the play from his head coach. And it's third down, six yards to go, and a big third down here for the Spartans. Peltier again looks over, and now it'll be a timeout called by Roger Bacon, their second of the quarter. 2.40 left to go in the first quarter. Your score, it's the Eagles 21 and the Spartans nothing. CardinalMotors.com. Cardinal Motors, serving the Tri-State's vehicle needs. Quality vehicles, friendly staff. Visit us today at CardinalMotors.com. 513-939-AUTO. Good credit, bad credit, first-time buyer, we got you covered. CardinalMotors.com. I got my new car at CardinalMotors.com. Looking for your next quality car, truck, van, or SUV? Visit CardinalMotors.com today. Visit us at any of our three locations in Hamilton and Fairfield. Well, the only reason I'm asking this is because Chaminade, their offense, is right in front of this police car that his lights have been on since the ball game began. What's going on out there? Maybe directing traffic. Uh, he's, he was there pretty early, although we are near downtown Dayton. So we are. Well, he's out in the parking lot, but his lights are on and his SUV police car. So on third down and six, Peltier's going to keep it around the right-hand side. Cuts it inside the 15. He's near a first down, near the 10-yard line where he's got to be. And I think he picked up the first down. The officials are going to look at it 
and string out the chains, and they're going to give them the first down. Inside the 10, it's first and goal for the Eagles. Peltier's a decent-sized kid, you know, about 190 pounds, 6'1". He got to the edge and just pushed his way up uh, to pick up those last two. So out of the pistol with George to his left. And Peltier's going to keep it around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit and dropped right behind the line of scrimmage near the 10-yard line. Boy, a good defensive play by the Spartans. Well, we've got a new number out there, Rob. I don't know who number 19 is. And that will, let's see, we've got an injury timeout. And one of the Spartans is down on a knee near the line of scrimmage. And that appears to be Nate Stark, who's down on one knee. Stark was right in the middle of the scrum on that tackle, and he may have gotten hurt a little bit. That would be big for them. You know, he's just a junior, but he's still one of the veteran guys on that defense. Starts five sophomores and a a true freshman uh, tonight. So uh, good to see him walk off. Let's see if he can take a playoff and get back in there. I want to welcome Cardinal Motors to our sponsorship group here this evening. Thank them for helping us out, keeping these broadcasts on the air. 2.08 left to go in this first quarter of play. It's 21-0 Eagles and second and goal from the Spartans' 10-yard line. I thought it was supposed to rain tonight. Yeah, I did too, but uh, I'll take this. This is a beautiful night. Oh, it is. A little warm for my taste, but uh, not bad. What temperature do you like it? You've been saying that all year. About a minute 55 left to go. Peltier's going to throw it into the flat and knock down again at the line of scrimmage. Boy, I don't know if he th- if he's got a sidearm, a, release. a sidearm release or something, but that's the third pass at the line of scrimmage that has been knocked down tonight. He does have a little bit of a sidearm release that uh, makes that a little more susceptible to those bat downs. Yeah, because when you look at him, I mean, he's 6'1". 187 pounds, but you wouldn't think that he'd have that many passes batted down at the line. So third down and goal to go, Peltier. Tried to get a quick count and then looks over to the sideline to his offensive coordinator to get the call in. Goes up and adjusts the blocking schemes on the line of scrimmage. Now he'll take the snap out of the pistol. Looks into the end zone. He's got a receiver. Incomplete! Nice play by Amir Muhammad to knock the ball away from Wilcox at the last second, and it's fourth and goal. That's the kind of defensive play you need on third down. Yeah, that, that was a great play by Amir. Uh, stayed disciplined on that, didn't bite for the little sidestep to the outside, able to get in there at 6-1 and get a hand on that. Uh, nice play. So coming in to attempt the field goal is Zachary Bridge, and he's 3-for-3 three three on extra points. And this is going to be spotted at the 17, so it'll be a 27-yard attempt for Bridget with a minute 49 left to go in the first period. And the snap is down. The kick by Bridget is up, and it is long enough, and it is good enough. So a minute 45 left to go in the first quarter of play, and Chaminade, thanks to two crucial turnovers by the Spartans, now are on top of it by the score of 24 to nothing over the Spartans, and they will kick the football off. Boy, there's been a lot of offensive turnover here in this first quarter of play. The Spartans have had the ball four times, and Chaminade, by my recollection, has had it, I think, five times. 
And a lot of the mistakes we've seen Bacon make tonight and, and previous weeks, it really comes down to inexperience in youth, uh, not really knowing how to protect the football in those instances or maybe pick up the right block, take the right lane, uh, have discipline on a, coming up to make a tackle, uh, to slow down and, and kind of break it down and, and wrap them up correctly. All things that are fixable, and I'm sure Coach Flat will fix going forward. Minute 45 left to go in this first quarter. It's 24 to nothing, the Eagles, and they will kick it off. It's a low line drive kick that bounces into the hands of one of the upbacks, and he'll take it out. That is Jake Speed. Speed takes it out across the 30 to the 33-yard line. Nice return by Speed, and that is where Roger Bacon will take it over, first and 10 at their own 33. Well, you talk about the technological advances on the football field, Rob. If you look to the right of us into the Roger Bacon coaching booth, you've got the iPads and everything that they can look at the plays. You look down at the sideline for Chaminade, and they've got the iPads on the sideline that they can just actually point things out to the players as they come off the field. Yeah, and they'll, they'll have those games on huddle tonight by about 1 a.m., <laughs> able to break it down tomorrow morning in Bull- review. Bullock handoff right up the middle to Kiner. Kiner to the 35. He's got an open lane. He's going to cut it back inside the 40, then run out of bounds at the 43-yard line for a gain of 10, and he's close to a first down. They're going to mark him at the 44, and it will be a first down after a gain of 11. You can see Corey kind of evolving week after week as he learns how to run against some of these defenses. You know, he's accustomed, going back to grade school, just running by or running over kids, being a little more patient, changing direction, avoiding some of those big hits he was taking early in the season. First down 10, hand off to Kiner right up the middle, and he takes it across the 45 near the 46-yard line for a gain of two. Another thing the Roger Bacon offense is doing tonight, though, Rob, is they're running him just straight to the point of attack, right to the line of scrimmage and letting him pick his holes there instead of running him out wide. That also minimizes the amount of time that offensive line has to hold those blocks. Uh, Let Kiner get hopefully to that second level as fast as he can and see if he can make something happen. One minute exactly left to go in the first quarter. 24-0 Eagles. Pitch out comes to Kiner around the left-hand side on second and eight, and he takes it up to the 48-yard line. Gain of two on the carry for Kiner, and it is third down and long. You're going to look at a third down and seven as we roll under 45 seconds left in this first quarter. The defensive backs I'm really impressed with with Chaminade. Uh, usually corners don't like to come up and tackle. These are some physical kids. Bacon's having trouble holding off blocks on them. They're coming up and putting big hits on Kiner. Uh, so third down, call it a short six, short seven, long six, I should say. Bullock out of the pistol, looks up. He's going to throw the ball up into the air to Coleman. It's completed to 30 for the first down. 22-yard reception on the play to Coleman into Chaminade territory at the 30 with 16.7 seconds left to go in the first quarter. And I said earlier, I thought that that matchup was one they could exploit. Man coverage on Coleman with the guys a little bit smaller. Uh, if he had Bullock had a, even any amount of time, he'd be able to deliver that for a first down. And that was a very, very good back shoulder throw to Coleman from Bullock. One of the best throws we've seen him make all season long. That's going to do it for the end of the first quarter of play as we switch ends. Your score heading into the second from Dayton. It is the Eagles 24 and Roger Bacon nothing. For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate. A struggle that can affect their entire family. 
The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a nonprofit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org on the web. Well, as we head into the second quarter of play here from Roger Glass Stadium, 24-0, Eagles on top of it, but Roger Bacon has got it first and 10 at the Eagles' 30-yard line, their deepest penetration into the Eagles' territory here today. Bullock out of the pistol, as now the Spartans will be going from right to left across your screen. Handoff goes to Kiner right up the middle, sidesteps one tackle, and he's going to be brought down at the 29-yard line for a gain of about a yard on the play. Got a few scores from around the area, Rob. I do. Big night for the uh, GCL Big School Division. St. Xavier beating LaSalle 35 to nothing. Top of the second quarter. Elder up on Moeller 21 to 7. Halfway through the second quarter. So they'll give Kiner basically no gain. They actually spotted him initially at the 29, but they move it back to the 30. So it's second down 10 out of the pistol. Hard count by Bullock. Almost got the Eagles defensive line to jump off again. Now he relaxes, drops back, looks on play action, throws it up the right-hand side, incomplete. Nearly intercepted by the left outside linebacker, Isaiah Haywood. But I will say one thing, he had Kuhlman wide open on the way to the end zone. He did, had been able to hit it. He also had Kobe Taylor open in the flat. He chose to throw it to the man who was covered by two defenders, Edmondson, who actually is the smallest of the three as well. Um, Not sure that he saw Kuhlman, which has been a problem. So here we go again. Third down, 10 yards to go. Roger Bacon appeared to have something going offensively, and now they have stalled on the last two plays. Out of the pistol, ball in the center of the field, third and 10. Dropping back Bullock. He's going to throw it into the flat, and it is complete near the third 25-yard line. It's going to be shy of the first down as they'll mark him at the 26. And I believe that was Coleman that made the catch. And it'll bring up fourth down, six yards to go for the Spartans. And again, Bacon forced to go for it. A little bit out of Luke Bird's comfort zone for a field goal attempt. Uh, Plus with this score, you you need touchdowns. Fourth down, six yards to go. Kappel is wide right. Coming wide left to the near side is Coleman. Out of the pistol, Kiner. About 10 yards behind the line. Bullock looks to his left. He's going to roll out to the left. He's going to be hit and dropped all the way back to the 41-yard line. First sack of the night. 15-yard loss on the play, but it doesn't matter because that will turn it over on downs to the Eagles at their own 41-yard line. Charminot brought the house. Uh, Bullock never had time to even turn and look at Coleman. I think he probably could have got Coleman to the corner. Uh, But again, no time. That play is over before it starts. So they actually have got the ball spotted at the 39. That's where they're going to say Bullock's forward progress was stopped. So it's first and 10 at the 39-yard line. And 
Now Peltier looks over to the line of scrimmage to get the play. He has got Bell behind him, just off to the left, and the pistol ball in the far hash mark. Fake handoff. Peltier throws it out into the flat. The downing, the tight end complete at the 45-50 into Roger Bacon territory, 45, and run out of bounds at the 41-yard line. 20-yard reception. That's, that's not a kid you can arm tackle. Uh, and Ryan Blount came up and tried to do exactly that. Michael have him out in the backyard fixing that probably tomorrow morning. But again, uh, sophomore mistake. So ball at the 40, first and 10. Throw over the middle, complete. It goes to Olds right down the middle to the 5. Dives into the end zone for the touchdown. 40-yard touchdown scoring reception from Peltier to Owens. And with 10.07 left to go in the first half, it's now 30 to nothing. The Eagles lead it. That's the true freshman, Evan Webb, stepping in tonight for Chris Coogley, uh, who was responsible for that coverage. He just got caught up, a little bit confused. First Friday night, he's out under the lights, and uh, he's able to catch that ball and take it to the house. So Keyshawn Owens with the touchdown, 40 yards out from Peltier. Peltier, the holder. With 10.07 left to go in the first half, good snap. Ball is down, kick is up, and it is good. 10.07 left to go in the first half. It's now the Eagles 31 and the Spartans nothing. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit at msj.edu slash mba. So 10.07 left to go in the first half of play here from Roger Glass Stadium in Dayton, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. want to say hello to all of the people across the ocean in Italy listening to us, we believe, tonight. The CC Scholars, uh, the honors program at Bacon making their annual trek to Assisi uh, to follow the path St. Francis took. I think this is the first time I've ever had anybody in Italy listen to me, but I know I've had some people in Germany and as far as Australia before. 10.07 left to go, and the ball is kicked off, and Kiner's going to take it in at his two-yard line. Cuts it to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. 25, he breaks into the open, and he's going to be brought down across the 30 to the 33-yard line. I think Kiner thought the ball was going to go into the end zone, and then when it took a kick back to him, he decided he better pick it up and run it. So I think it kind of worked to his advantage, because some of those guys had a chance to make it down the field a little further. Allowed him to actually make that a pretty nice return. So it will be, well, it is supposed to be a running clock, and now they have, haven't, it's right at 10 minutes, and they haven't started the clock yet, so we'll see what happens. Maybe this is what I said earlier this year, Rob. Everybody's got a different interpretation as to how the running clock works. Bullock hands it off to Kiner. Kiner across the line of scrimmage out to the 35 yard line for a gain of two. And it's second down, eight yards to go. Nobody really has a defined interpretation as to how the running clock is supposed to go. Well, hopefully it's not something that we have to encounter week after week. Oh, I did last year, and it was a nightmare. 
Ball at the 35-yard line, second down, eight yards to go, 9.28 remaining in this first half. Bullock handoff up the middle to Kiner, and Kiner's going to take it across the 30, out to the 37 for another gain of two. And it brings up third down, six yards to go. Ball resting right at the 37. Kind interesting to see what they choose to do here. Again, you know, Bullock from the shotgun, maybe help, help him get rid of the ball a little more quickly. Out of the pistol. Bullock drops straight back, looks up the field. He's going to look up the right-hand side. He's got a receiver caught. Caught up on the right-hand side, and I believe that's Taylor, and it is inside the 30 of Chaminade territory to the 27-yard line. You don't throw him any better than that. Into coverage, put that ball where only Kobe Taylor could reach his hands out and grab it. He did exactly that. That was a, a beautiful throw. 36 yards on the reception to Kobe Taylor on a nice pass from Tyler Bullock. You can see flashes of this thing coming together. If they could ever put a few plays together in a, a row. Blocking. Yeah. Bullock drops straight back, looks to the right. He's got a receiver complete. And that one is to Taylor, and Taylor is going to grab it, or excuse me, Kappel. Kappel has got it at the 21-yard line. That's a gain of seven yards on the reception, and it brings up second down and four yards to go. Now you've got your entire playbook in front of you on second and four. Yeah, the, the problem you have when they do this, right, and it's great for the passing offense because, you know, Bullock doesn't have to drop out. He's set up. He can turn and release. Uh, it's trying to get Kiner off here where he's starting, you know, seven yards into the backfield against a line that has trouble holding blocks. Coleman out wide to the left, Capel wide right, handoff to Kiner, and Kiner's going to be hit and dropped behind the line of scrimmage. He had no place to go because the defensive end, Chris Buchanan, a 6'1", 221-pound senior, penetrated the line and grabbed a hold of Kiner almost as soon as he got the handoff. How's that for Tom Aggie? Like we just said, you know, he, he's starting that far into the backfield. His best runs have been when he can get the ball almost at the line of scrimmage and take off uh, without that offensive line having to hold the block. So a loss of four on the plane. Now it's third down, eight yards to go. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock pump fakes to the left. Now throws it up to the left. It's good to Coleman, and it's knocked away at the last second and incomplete. Nice play by the defensive back for Chaminade. And I'm not sure. Let's check the number on that. Joey Green. Joey Green did a nice job to knock the pass away. And it's fourth down, eight yards to go. And Roger Bacon will go for it. And I thought Bullock hesitated momentarily, which probably put that ball there a second later than it it needed to be. 31 nothing the score. Bullock drops straight back. He's going to look up the left side again. Same play complete to Coleman. Touchdown! Coleman got behind the defensive back that time. Green, who made an outstanding play, the play before, but that time Coleman got behind him. And Bullock found him in the corner of the end zone for the score, and the touchdown pass makes it now 31-6. to Like I said earlier, I thought that was a matchup that might be in their favor. It looks like the defensive back made a great play the last one, bit a little bit on a little hesitation move by Bullock there. Allowed Coleman to get free down the sideline. You know, it's one of those that you kind of wonder if maybe Coleman didn't go back to the huddle and say, hey, I can beat this guy. Right. Run the exact same play, which they're not expecting, and uh, clear that corner bit. Fake handoff. It's going to be pitched out around the right-hand side to Bird. Bird lost the handle, but it will be recovered by Chaminade. They never did get the the hold down correctly. It was a bobbled snap. 
and then they tried to pitch it out around the right-hand side to Bird, and Bird just dropped it, and Chaminade jumped on top of it with 7-14, but it doesn't matter because Roger Bacon now will have to kick the football off. But still, they haven't been able to put three good plays together for quite a while, and they had a good play there to on the touchdown to Kuhlman, and now they come back and they can't get the extra point driven through. But that's one of the more diverse drives we've seen from yep. Roger Bacon all season. Uh, not as heavily reliant on Kiner, although he, he touched the ball and had some nice moments. Uh, that was about Bullock and figuring out a way to give him time to deliver the ball quickly to some of those playmakers. Owens back set to return for the Eagles. And also back set to return, Dominic Wilcox. So Owens and Wilcox back at about their own 15-yard line. I'm not sure if they've scouted Bird in his kickoffs this year because they seem short. Bird's going to take a short attempt, and it'll be taken in by Owens at his 16 to the 20, right up the middle to the 25, now cuts it to the near side, trying to outrun a couple of Spartans to the 35, and he'll be run out of bounds across the 40 to the 41-yard line, and that is where the Eagles will take it over first and 10 at about their own 42-yard line with 7.06 remaining to go in the first half. You know, and even seeing Evan Webb, number 20, run around out there, you know, Chris Coogley goes 6'1", about 210, 220. Mr. Webb's about 5'8", 160-pound <laughs> freshman uh, coming in to, to play the monster back. You know, that, that's a big disparity. So it's first and 10 for the Eagles at their own 42-yard line. Cover two formation defensively for the Spartans. Handoff right up the middle goes to Bell, and Bell takes it out to the 45. They'll mark him just over the 45-yard line for a gain of three. 6.55 and running left to go in the first half. And it's second down, seven yards to go. Ball right at the 45. 31-6, Eagles on top of it. They have been an offensive juggernaut the last four weeks. Peltier drops straight back, looks to the right, and it is complete on the play to Wilcox, and Wilcox into Roger Bacon territory across the 50, down to the 46-yard line on the play. And they really do a good job of keeping the defense from ever getting comfortable. Uh, They have a lot of different looks. You know, they run the up-tempo, mixing up the pass and the run really well, and a lot of misdirection, quick slants, and deep balls. Ball at the 46-yard line of Roger Bacon. First and 10 for the Eagles. Dropping back Peltier. Throws it out on the flat. And it is complete to Willis. Willis down to the 35. Inside the 35 to the 32-yard line. 14-yard reception and another first down for the Eagles. If there's one thing we've seen all season thus far, Dave, it's that a bubble screen against Roger Bacon is good for at least 12. Uh, I don't think we've seen one go for less than that. No, I agree with you, and it's first and ten now for the Eagles. They move Owens in motion. Now the ball thrown out on the right-hand side to Willis. Willis across the 35, gets a tackle, or gets a block, and runs it across the 30 to the 25-yard line for a gain of seven before he is finally brought down on the tackle by Zach Witten. Under six minutes and running left to go in this first half, 31-6. to six is the score, but the Eagles marching, trying to get another one. Handoff right up the middle goes to George. George across the 20 and down to the 17, 
Yard line, 18-yard line. Gain of eight on the carry. Another first down for the Eagles. They have definitely outgained the Spartans here tonight. We hope to have some stats for you here at halftime. 5.25 and running left to go in the half. Trips out to the far side. Peltier's going to throw it to the near side. Into the corner to Wilcox, and he bobbled the ball. Never did bring it in. Into the corner of the end zone, and it's incomplete. He ended up catching the ball, but he never got a foot in bounds as he was trying to catch it. Although that looked like one of those, if there were instant replay, we'd be here probably 20 minutes <laughs> overanalyzing it. It was close. Looked like he dragged that right foot just just a little bit. Where the possession of the ball was becomes the question. Judgment call it. The officials probably made the right one. Ball at the 18-yard line. Second down, 10 yards to go. Chaminade has really thrown their playbook at Roger Bacon tonight. They've run a lot of different formations and different plays here this evening. Downing, tight end left. Actually lines up at a wing. Handoff goes to George. George behind Downing. Takes it inside the 15 to the 10. And he'll be wrapped up at the 9 and dropped right there after a 9-yard gain. And again, they've, they've just done a really nice job of keeping the defense from ever being able to second-guess what's going to come next. Ryan Blout in making the tackle on that play. And Boy, he did a nice technical tackling job. Bell back into the ball game. And they've got a fullback in now. Just a conventional under center is Peltier. Peltier's going to hand it off to Bell. Bell right up the middle to the five, down to the one. Eight-yard gain by Jonathan Bell. Boy, he is quick. He's a scat back that really hits the hole and accelerates. Yeah, I thought the defense was set up for that pretty well, and he managed to get to that second level and blow it open. Peltier on second down, hands off to Bell. Bell into the end zone for the score, and it's a touchdown for the Eagles, making it 37 to six. Chaminade on top of it. Boy, they just moved the football right down the field completely on the Spartans. At, completely at will. Uh, very little that that young Bacon defense could do about that drive. 4.36 left to go in this first half. 37-6. A 31-point lead. Could be 32. If Bridget can get his fifth extra point of the night. Holder is Peltier. No win to speak of. Bridget kicks it up. And straight through the uprights. 4.36 left to go in the half. Your score. It's the Eagles 38 and the Spartans, six. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. to 38-6 your score here with 436 remaining to go in the first half of play. Be sure to stick around here at halftime. Rob and I will be putting on a comedy routine. I do have a trivia question for you. Uh, 1939, the, the year these teams first played. Uh, of course, everyone knows Bron Basic, but you know who the coach was for that 1939 team? 
Bridget will kick it off. It'll be taken in by Kiner. It is two. Cuts it right up the middle to the 10. Now cuts it to the far side. Gets hit. Cuts it back to the near side to the 20. To the 25. He's got a lane now. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 up the far side. He's got a blocker. And he's going to be hit at the 30 and be brought down at the 25-yard line. 73-yard return for Corey Kiner. And he's brought down by the kicker, Zach Bridget. What? Boy. That kicker made a, a great effort to bring him down. I thought he was going to take that to the house. Boy, if he all he needed was one more block, and he just couldn't get it. And that is where Roger Bacon will take it over first and ten at the Chaminade 25-yard line. What a return by Kiner, and he stays in the ball game just to the left of Bullock in the pistol. Ball on the far hash mark on first and ten. Bullock throws it out into the flat, complete to Edmondson. Edmondson cuts it inside to the 25, to the 20, cuts it back to the middle of the field, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, to the corner of the end zone for the touchdown. Nice run. Edmondson probably ran about 50 yards from one side of the field to the other, and he takes it in from 25 yards out, and the Eagles' lead is now down to 38-12. to against Roger Bacon with 4.07 left to go in this first half. Pretty simple play design from a bubble screen to, to one of your shifty receivers. Let him do the rest, and uh, he's able to work his way and weave through that defense uh, for the touchdown. Boy, a couple of nice runs by Kiner and then by Edmondson to set up the touchdown for the Spartans with 4.07 remaining in the first half. Bird will come in to attempt the extra point. Good snap from center, and the ball is up, and it is partially blocked by Owens. Boy, Owens has pretty much done it all. Kickoff returns, now a block kick, and he's also got a touchdown here tonight. 4.07 left to go in the half. Your score, it's the Eagles 38 and the Spartans 12. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. 407 left to go in the half, 38-12. The Eagles on top of it, but Rob, you can see it starting to evolve for the Spartans offensively at least. It's those young players as the season moves on. Growing up, uh, it's Bullock getting comfortable as the starting quarterback and, and figuring out how to make plays. Guys like Edmondson and Cappell stepping up. Uh, Short kickoff taken in by one of the upbacks of Chaminade, and he takes it out to the 40-yard line where he will be dropped right there. It was one of the upbacks, that being Rocky Stark. Boy, that's a football name, isn't it? He's a senior, 184-pounder, 5 feet 8 inches tall. And Rocky Stark takes it out to the 38-yard. They'll make it right at the 40 with 4.01 left to go. Hey, my Indians are back in it. They were down 8-3. to Lindor just hit a grand slam. It's now 8-7. It's going to be a heck of a series. 
4:01 remaining in the half. 38 to 12. Peltier leads the Eagles out onto the field, and the handoff right up the middle goes to Bell. Bell outside the 45, up near midfield to the 49-yard line. Gain of nine on the carry, and it brings up second and about a yard and a half. Boy, Bell just hits that hole quickly and moves on. Second down, call it a long yard. Bell to the left of Peltier, out of the pistol. Now Peltier drops back, throws it over the middle, and it is intercepted by Roger Bacon. A couple of taps up into the air, and coming down with it on the play is number 19, and i got to tell you, I don't know who that is. Ronell Lackey. Looks like Ronell Lackey coming up with the interception. Ronell Lackey, and he is not on my roster, but Ronell Lackey comes up with the interception and a big play for Roger Bacon, and they've got it first and ten. At their own 40-yard line. Looked like Muhammad may have gotten his hands on it first, and then Owen or Wilcox tipped it up in the air, and it allowed Rackney to bring it down. Trying to make a play. Receiver tips it in the air. They do it. Let's see if Mike doesn't employ a little sudden change. Take a shot at this one. 3.33 left to go in the half. 38-12 is your score. Bullock with Kiner to his right. Fake handoff. Bullock looks to the right. Rolls out to the left. He's got nowhere to go, and he's brought down immediately. Right at the 30-yard line for the second sack of the night. Loss of 10 on the play. Trying to go deep to Coleman. You know, again, that sudden change mentality, but just another example of him trying to take too much time to set that up and not being there. So it's second down, 20 yards to go, and Bullock taking a lot of time in between plays now. Kappel. And Taylor are out wide to the right-hand side. Kuhlman and Edmondson to the near side. 2.58 and running. And Bullock still looking to get the play. And the play clock is not yet down to 10. As the back judge has not put his hand up in the air as of yet. Now he has. Bullock still back with Kiner. And now Roger Bacon will be forced to use their final timeout. Here in the half, we'll keep it right here. 2.40 left to go in the half. And you can tell they were just having some communication problems, Rob, between Bullock and the bench. A little bit of frustration and a little bit of flustering. Again, second and extremely long. Not a whole lot of plays, uh, especially when Bullock's, you know, anything that's gone for more than five or six yards, he's struggled to have any time to deliver the ball. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Mike calls here. I think positive yardage of any kind is kind of the order. Uh, try not to turn the ball over in this end of the field. Uh, give yourself a chance. I like what I'm seeing here in this second quarter as to what the Spartans have done offensively. They've shown some life. They've shown some flashes of being able to do some things offensively. That's what we haven't seen the previous weeks. You know, We've seen them kind of take that gut punch and back off a little bit and not really respond. Tonight they've done that a little bit better. Again, I think it's that growing process. The offense is starting to move forward. We need that defense to kind of do the same, catch up to them and start to be a complete football team. Well, and they came up with a big play here, and now it's second down 20, no timeouts remaining. Bullock now comes over to the left-hand side and tells Zuri Edmondson, has a conversation with him, now goes back, heavy blitz, and the throw out in the flat, complete to Kiner. Kiner at the 35 to the 40, and he's going to take it out across the 40 to the 44-yard line. 14 yards on the carry, and that little screen pass, Bullock got it away and just over the outstretched arms of one of the defensive linemen, and they pick up a first down out to the 44, and now a timeout is going to be taken by the official. 
That's another amazing ball. There's a couple different ways that goes if that's off, even by a hair, but he dropped it right in the middle of those defenders for Kiner. Uh, able to pick up good positive yardage, make it third and manageable. 2.32 left to go, third down, six yards to go. Ball at the 44-yard line. They need to get to midfield to pick up the first down. Bullock with Kiner to the right of him. Out of the pistol. Trips to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Bullock drops straight back. Looking up the middle. Now throws it out into the flat. It is complete to Edmondson. Edmondson has got the first down across midfield to the 49-yard line. Gain of seven on the reception, and they only needed six. And he's got the first down just across the midfield stripe. Well, what in the world? They put it just shy of midfield, Rob. He was across midfield. He was well across midfield to the 49. What a terrible spot. Forward progress should have counted for something there. Uh, maybe we're too far north of Cincinnati for that to happen. I'm, I, the officials now, Mike Blout is really talking to the side judge who came in and spotted that ball. That was just an awful spot. So it's just shy of the first down marker by about a half a football. I probably would have run Bullock for the sneak here. Bullock out of the pistol, and now the officials are calling a timeout again, and what? i got to be honest with you, Rob. It, it may be shy of the first down, but they should have brought in the, brought in the sticks the measure. to measure. At least a measurement. This thing is so close to midfield. I mean, it's touching the midfield stripe. But it was clear Edmondson crossed the 50. And the, the defense knocked him back a little bit and into the, the pylon, but or the yard marker. But clearly, that was the first down. Well, they've even moved the football back about three inches from where it was before the officials called this play dead. They've mar- Now they've marked the clock from 221 to 215, and now the clock will run. Bullock out of the pistol. Fourth down and about the length of the football. Edmondson moves in motion to the far side. Bullock... Still waiting for the snap. Got it. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner's going to be hit and dropped behind the line for loss of two yards on the play. And the terrible spot by the officiating crew means that Roger Bacon has to turn the football over to Chaminade in Roger Bacon territory at the 48-yard line. And Mike Bluff's a great coach and a great offensive coordinator. If I'm that calling that play, I probably put Bullock under center and let my 250-pound quarterback pick up three inches, but uh, Connor, usually a safe bet, couldn't get it off there. Minute 57 and three timeouts remaining for the Eagles, so they've got plenty of time and only 48 yards to go for a score here going in at halftime, and all the positive that has happened to Roger Bacon here in this second quarter, if the Eagles go in for a touchdown here at the end of the half, could negate all of it. Pitch out comes to Willis, and Willis right at the 47-yard line. Gain of a yard on the play, and a nice tackle by Jake Speed. I actually think that ball was intended for Owens, and Willis kind of came up and made the catch. If Owens catches that, he picks up a big chunk, you know, 20 or 30 yards. Second down, nine yards to go, a long nine. Ball resting just shy of the 47. Peltier, he's going to run the ball up the middle, cuts to the far side, and now he takes it across the 45 to the 42-yard line. Gain of five. Ronald Lackey down. Looks like he's injured. Yep. He's Looks like he's grabbing one of his knees, and he is really in pain, Rob. Came over the top. 
to help make that play on Peltier and uh, might have tweaked his knee as he came over the quarterback. Minute 20 left to go as the training staff comes out to look him over. Next week, Roger Bacon will be home to play Carroll. So you've got Carroll, Fenwick, and Purcell the last three games of the year. And after playing Alter last week and Chaminade this week, you know, I, I look at those three games as being perhaps very, very winnable for Roger Bacon in the last three games of the year, which would give them a good taste in their mouth heading into next year. Carroll and Purcell for sure. You know, if we can win those games, and those are, are both games where we're going to compete and have a chance to win, uh, that puts Mike at, at four and six, which is an improvement uh, and building towards uh, next year. Fenwick will be tough. They're always tough. You know, a, a bigger school with a lot of guys. Um, but that Purcell game, which uh, is a big rivalry game, I'm looking forward to introducing you to, uh, is always a special one, and to finish that off at the end of the month uh, will be special. Home of Roger Staubach. I hope the have, I'm going to have Mel Anthony uh, on with us that night to tell a, a great story about when they met at Michigan and Navy, respectively. You're the one that told me that. I knew Staubach was from Cincinnati. I didn't know he was from Purcell. Minute 10 and running left to go. As Rockney got up and went off under his own power, that's good. And the throw over the middle, complete. It goes to Willis, and Willis takes it down to the 25-yard line, 17 yards on the reception, and a first down for the Eagles. 105 left to go. Clock stops as they move the chains. They don't even have the chains set, and the ball is run right up the middle to Bell. Boy, this officiating crew, I really got to question what in the world they're doing out there tonight. Ball taken by Bell down to the 24-yard line. And the question is, how in the world can you let the play go and the chains weren't even set yet? And now an offensive lineman for Chaminade is going to go off the field. Eugene Gray, it looks like. Ron Lackey back in for Bacon. Good to see him uh, shake that injury off and get back in there. Yeah, he went off underneath his own power. So 45 seconds and running left to go in this third quarter. Peltier with the ball at the Bacon 24-yard line on second down nine. Drops straight back, looks to his right. Complete over the middle to Owens. Owens to the 10, to the 5, touchdown. 46-12, to 44-12, excuse me, with 34.6 seconds to go in this first half. They've had a lot of success tonight throwing it on those slants. About eight or nine yards into the heart of that defense, and uh, those receivers being able to make the most of it, taking so, it to the house from that one. So Wilcox takes it in for the score, 44 to 12, and Bridget will come in to attempt the extra point with Peltier, the holder. Bridget five for five on extra point attempts tonight, and a field goal. So his leg. Has really been used a lot tonight. Good snap. Peltier gets the ball down. And Bridget kicks it through the uprights. So there's 34.6 seconds left to go in this first half. And it's 45-12. to 12. Chaminade leads it by 33 over the Roger Bacon Spartans. So, to answer our trivia question for tonight... Yes, because I you knew I didn't know who the answer was. ...is uh, a gentleman by the name of John Sacco Weethy. I'm sure my dad listening in Florida tonight would have guessed it. Uh, Sacco, a forgotten legend around Roger Bacon, went on to uh, go to Xavier, played for the Detroit Lions, 
actually coached football and basketball at the University of Cincinnati, became a prominent attorney, and then uh, a big political figure here in Cincinnati for a number of years. Uh, but certainly a, a true Spartan legend, the forgotten era of Roger Bacon football. Why is it forgotten? Because it's before Brom Basevich. Okay. Just asking. Yeah. But hello to my dad. I'm sure he's listening tonight down in Florida. He knew the answer to that one. Where, where's he at in Florida? Uh, Sarasota, Bradenton area. So he didn't, did he get hit by the hurricane or not? No, no, okay. not, nothing bad. Just rain. So Bridget's going to kick it off with 34 and a half seconds left to go, and the ball will be taken in by Kiner. Kiner at the 5 to the 10, 15, out across the 20, spins away from a one tackler, and then gets hit by a host of Chaminade tacklers out at the 24-yard line, and that is where he will be stopped. And it's first down 10 for Roger Bacon with 24.9 seconds left to go in the first half, down 45 to 12. And it's unfortunate that the Eagles went in for that last touchdown because of all the positive things that were going on for the Spartans offensively at the end of the half. And now Chaminade's going to use one of their timeouts here to make sure that they've got their defensive unit right on the field. Which is important when you're up by more than 30 with <laughs> 20 seconds left in the half to make sure that uh, Bacon doesn't throw any tricks at you. Can I sense the cynicism in your voice? 24.9 seconds left to go in the first half. Tomorrow I'll be on the road at Terre Haute, Indiana for Mount St. Joseph taking on the Rose Holman Fighting Engineers. And we'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1.30 and the kickoff at 2 o'clock here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mount St. Joe, a rising football program locally. Yeah, they're in the... Second place right now, third place. I mean, you've got a two-team tie right now with Rolls-Holman and Franklin. But Mount St. Joe, right there behind him, a game back. Bullock's going to throw it out into the flat, complete to Coleman, and Coleman gets run out of bounds across the 25 to the 27 for a gain of three. And Craig McGee, uh, freshman at Rolls-Holman, one of the leaders on last year's basketball team, playing basketball, studying engineering out at Rolls-Holman. Great kid from my neck of the woods out in Milford. We'll see him. Gonna have a lot of success there in basketball. Coming up in the basketball season, we'll see him. Which smart we'll be, kid. We'll be doing all the men's basketball games and some of the women's. First game will be November 11th, and that's the Lauren Hill basketball. We're also doing Roger Bacon basketball games this year too. So join us then for that. Bullock handoff up the middle to Kiner. Kiner across the 30 bounces off a tackler, spins to the right, cuts inside another tackler across the 33 to the 34 yard line with 9.3 seconds left to go, and it's a first down. Now <laughs> this time, this time I'll tell you, Rob, I don't think he's got the first down, but they gave it to him. Yeah, I thought he was about a yard and a half short. Yeah, and they've got him out to the 34. Five seconds to go, and that's going to do it for the end of the first half as Roger Bacon cannot get another playoff. So it's halftime. Some good things happened in this first half for the Spartans, but not enough as they are down by 33 here at the half. Your score, it is the Eagles 45 and the Spartans 12. Hi, I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm Tom Norris. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm Barney Barnum, and I was privileged to serve as a Marine in the Vietnam War. I'm Tom Hudner, and I was privileged to serve as a Navy fighter pilot in Korea. Thank you for your service to our country. We are so very proud of you. As a fellow combat warrior, 
I thank you for your service. Both Mike and I know firsthand the challenges of combat, and we're privileged to serve with the Navy SEALs in Vietnam. Like you, I have experienced the challenges of war. Back in the day, they didn't have the services, the resources, and tools that are available today to help the troops and their families to stay mentally strong and to deal with the challenge of adjusting after deployment. The tools and resources are there now. Please, make use of them. Don't hesitate to use them. Be strong and determined. Stay strong and have the courage to seek help. Don't let the enemy you defeated on the battlefield defeat you at home. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments. Those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead until someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace hot safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. Well, Dave Mitchell, Rob Rick, and Bob back here at Dayton where it is 45 to 12 here at halftime. And Rob, before we get into some of our halftime festivities here tonight, you know, I, I said it during during the broadcast, I'm going to say it again. I saw some good things come out of Roger Bacon in that second quarter of play. Now they've just got to make sure that they string them all together. I think we spoke a couple weeks ago about looking for incremental progress from this young team, uh, which is really all you could expect. Mike Blount being very aware, this is a, a building process for this season, uh, rebuilding, if you would, as well. So... Uh, what we're seeing is the team evolved. They've gotten better. Uh, they clearly have shown they, they took some lumps last week against Alter. They came out tonight and have executed a little, a little bit better against a really good athletic, physical team. Uh, it's just a growing process, right? There's, there's going to be ups and downs, a lot of inconsistencies. Like we said, third down cont continues to be the Achilles heel for both the offense and the defense. Uh, but we're seeing some of these younger players start to step up and make plays. Bullock is clearly getting more comfortable. It's really just a question of that offensive line giving him some time to deliver the ball because, as he's shown tonight, he's got a one-in-a-million arm, uh, just hasn't had an opportunity to show it off as much. Yeah, he's done an outstanding job. He's been more accurate tonight. He, he's definitely been more accurate with his arm tonight, as shown by that, that long touchdown pass and the long reception to Kuhlman and then to Edmondson. But another thing, too, is I think the Spartans have found a way that they can use Kiner by getting him those quick hitters right up the middle. Instead of running east and west, he's running more north and south tonight. Right, so there, there's a freshman and three sophomores on that offensive line. Mm -hmm. I think what we've seen tonight, both with how they've set Kiner up for runs and also moving Bullock to the pistol. You know, when we saw Bullock a couple weeks ago against McNick and even against Baden, he was under center a lot, uh, trying to set Kiner up with those quick handoffs. Tonight they've moved him back to the pistol to take some of that pressure off that offensive line, allow him to have a little bit more time and a little bit less thought. You know, rather than take a three or four-step drop and worry about getting killed, he's been able just to catch the ball, turn, and deliver it on those quick passes. Uh, the problem's been trying to match that to a handoff with Kiner. 
him handing it off from the pistol has been detrimental to that running game. Mike, as this team evolves, and as we get into some more manageable games, like against Carolyn Purcell, it will be interesting to see how he balances those two things out. Uh, ultimately, this offensive line is going to make some big growing uh, steps for them to be successful. Are you a Reds fan? Uh, sometimes. Were, were you a Jay Bruce fan? I'm not a Jay Bruce fan. Well, Jay Bruce just hit a home run in the bottom of the eighth inning, and the, the Indians have tied things up against the Yankees in game two of that series. It's now 8-8. Eight eight. They were down 8-3. to three. So I guess you're a Jay Bruce fan. I'm a Jay Bruce fan. You are now. Right? I'm a believer. I'm a believer in Jay Bruce. Hey, a lot of college football action is going on tomorrow. There was a game last night in college football, and that was of the local variety, where Louisville was defeated by North Carolina State last night by the final of 39-25. to 25. Tomorrow there's a lot of action going on at 4 o'clock. Maryland is going to be playing at number 10 Ohio State. At 7.30 tomorrow night, Missouri is at Kentucky. And then at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, Central Florida will be playing at Cincinnati against Luke Fickle's Bearcats. And let's not forget a team I grew up rooting for, the Irish of Notre Dame, are traveling to my alma mater, the North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, for what will be an interesting, uh, not quite ACC uh, football game. Yeah, that was one of the games that I was going to bring up. There's noon games tomorrow. Those noon games tomorrow. Number two, Clemson is entertaining Wake Forest. Iowa State will be at number three, Oklahoma. Ole Miss will be at number 12, Auburn. Penn State is at Northwestern. Penn State ranked fourth this week. Georgia will be at Vanderbilt. Georgia is number five. Then there's 330 games, the one that you just mentioned, Notre Dame at North Carolina. West Virginia, number 23 this week, is at number eight, TCU. Oregon State at 4 o'clock will be at number 14, USC. And then at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, number one, Alabama, is at Texas A&M. Number 16, Virginia Tech, will be at Boston College. Michigan State is playing at number seven, Michigan. Remember the last time Michigan State played at Michigan? The punt. The punt, yeah. yeah. The muff punt for the... And my, my friend, uh, Josh Sneed, selling T-shirts of the Michigan fan uh, who was... Uh, <laughs> Stunned mouth agape uh, at cincyshirts.com. Recommend you check those out. Also selling uh, shirts that benefit local charities and um, the Cincinnati Zoo. Great guy. Funny guy. Great comedian. Uh, Wisconsin will be at Nebraska tomorrow night. That's the ABC game at 8 o'clock. Washington State, this is games that are after 10.30 tomorrow night if you want to stay up and watch those. Number 11, Washington State is at Oregon, and Washington State has got a heck of a quarterback. And number 13, Miami, is playing at Florida State, and that game will be at 8 o'clock also tomorrow night. So a lot of college football, including the game I'll be doing tomorrow. That's Division Three football, Heartland Conference action. I'll be in Terre Haute, Indiana at Rose-Holman, where the Fighting Engineers will be taking on the Mount St. Joseph Lions. I'll have the pregame show at 1.30 and the kickoff at 2 o'clock here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 45-12 to 12, your score here at halftime in Dayton, Ohio at Roger Glass Stadium. And Rob and I will be back with more here at halftime after this timeout. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop. 
stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And Mark and I will have a lot to talk about on Monday night, believe me. 11 minutes before the halftime festivities here are over. The Chaminade Julian marching band out there entertaining the crowd here at halftime. Good crowd here this evening, and you couldn't ask for a better night for some high school football. You know, I keep asking if we're going to be able to bottle up this weather and carry it forward, but we've only got three weeks left to go in the high school football season, Rob, and right now we haven't really had any cold weather or anything so far in the first seven weeks. No, to, to answer your question from earlier, what kind of weather do I like? Yeah, there you go. October football says 50s to me, right? This should be maybe a 50, 52-degree kickoff, uh, the kind that you're just as comfortable, uh, you know, watch the game, maybe head up to the Lucky Turtle or Sunday's Pub for a, a refreshing beverage afterwards. Uh, th- those are the types of things I think about when I think about October. Not 80-degree nights or 90 degrees like we were in Fairfield a couple weeks ago. Right. Uh, that's not fall football weather. But I think, you know, by Purcell, October, end of the month, uh, we'll have it going and uh, we'll, a little bit better temperature. And we've got an excellent vantage point of this ball game here tonight. I know they said that it might get a little hot here in the press box, but it has not been so far. And, even, and if it was raining, Rob... We would be able to just look at the people and Like it was smile. supposed to be, right? It was right. supposed to be raining. Right. Unbelievable facility. Very nice of them to have us up here. Great press box. Uh, perfect view you know, right at the 50-yard line on a, on a beautiful night. You can't ask for anything better uh, than what we get to do right now, which is bring this game to uh, Spartan fans all over the city, the country, and in the world in this case. Although it's still the middle of the night in Assisi, uh, I don't think Principal Shad is up listening to the game at at three in the morning but you never know he does love roger bacon talk about the scores and what's happening so far and then i've got a question for you sure well the big one the battle of north bend road my good friends the schultes and the Lindses are over there i'm sure having a great time sanex 42 lasalle seven at halftime uh that's a big one you know lasalle coming off a, a couple state title runs St. Xavier as well. Uh, a lot of bragging rights. School separated by just a few miles. At halftime, over at the pit, I would imagine, Elder 28, Muller 14. Uh, the big scores here in Cincinnati tonight. So that's what's happening in high school football action. Rob, while we've got a, a little time here, talk more about this ACC and what, what's happening with that. Sure, so Roger Bacon uh, has a program called the Assisi Scholars. Uh, basically, when you come in as a freshman, uh, you can apply to do it, and, and the way you would do it is to apply to be one. You would take honors level classes your freshman year, uh, maintain a certain grade point average. Once you complete that freshman year, you become an Assisi Scholar, a uh, high level of academic accomplishment your senior year is kind of the cherry on top of it when you get to go to italy with all your classmates uh and spend two weeks kind of traveling the path st francis took 
Uh, so it's a, it's a fantastic time. It's a trip those kids remember forever. Uh, of course, the other good part is most of those kids, high academic achievers, a guy like Logan Wolf, could have went to any high school, was swayed by this Assisi, although his dad was an alum, mm-hmm. uh, but swayed by the fact he could come in there with a small group of kids, accomplish high-level academics, a lot of college credits, go to Italy with his friends for two weeks, which is not too bad, uh, and then pick the college he wants to go to. Boy, they, they treat us like kings up here, Can't don't beat they? it, right? I know. This this is great. Come yeah. to Chaminade every week. Yeah. <laughs> How long has this program been going on? Uh, it's been going on many years. Uh, there's been many classes that have kind of taken that trip. Uh, Principal Shad and President Tom Burke are over there with them this year. Uh, just a fabulous trip. Something those kids never forget. Uh, and as a, a school that is richly and proudly Franciscan in heritage, uh, it's a unique opportunity to go over there and really kind of connect uh, with the patron saint of Roger Bacon. What do they do when they're over there, Rob? What kind of things, what kind of activities are they doing? Well, a lot of it is visiting some of the more historic areas of Assisi, for example, uh, studying liter- uh, scripture, uh, learning more about St. Francis, learning more about his life over there, uh, doing a little bit of sightseeing, of course. Uh, but Bacon, you know, has, has one of the largest uh, ordained faculty uh, in the city. Uh, many of them real teachers, not just figureheads. You know, they, they have teachers like Father Roger who are in the classroom every day. So uh, the ability to kind of take them with them and, and really kind of submerge them uh, in St. Francis uh, is a unique opportunity. Is it just a certain number of students that get to go, or is it does it have certain certain guidelines that it has to, you have to hit? You have to be an ACC scholar. You have to go in as a freshman and say, I'm going to take honors levels classes and I'm going to excel in those. Uh, once you do that and you kind of progress with that group of kids, uh, as long as you're maintaining your, your academic prowess, uh, you're going to Italy. One final question. How does it get paid for? Uh, well, so Roger Bacon uh, is a unique school with uh, the sense that, you know, very small but a very generous uh base of alumni uh, and the ability to do some things for some kids, uh, whether it be the, the Alumni Foundation we talked about a few weeks ago that allows kids from all walks of life, all means, to go to Roger Bacon if they want to go to Roger Bacon, to uh, programs like this, the robotics program or the under, underwater hockey program, uh, that are things that are a little bit non-conventional, but they're able to provide for these kids to kind of round off that academic a social experience at Roger Bacon. All right, explain to me what underwater hockey is. Exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, the only program in the country at the high school level, uh, the nice part is those kids get to go to colleges uh, throughout the season and, and play against universities, see campuses, uh, kind of basically do unofficial visits all season long. So when the time comes to make a college decision, uh, you can say, hey, I've, I've been on a bunch of campuses, right? I play underwater hockey. So we could actually see sometime in the future Sidney Crosby playing underwater hockey somewhere? I don't know about that, but <laughs> uh, the kids love it, and it's, uh, again, another unique thing Roger Bacon's able to offer to its student body. Is this one of the things that during the open houses, that, uh, especially that's going to happen here on Sunday, October 29th, the end of this month, the last Sunday of the month, that they talk about with these kids when they come in and, and look over the school? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the one thing you will see... At Roger Bacon, uh, when you come to the open house, uh, and this is from a parent whose child's getting ready to make this decision. 
is uh, joy, right? This is a school that just emanates joy every single day. Uh, open house, no exception. You'll have RB3 playing in the auditorium, uh, which is second to none across the city. Uh, the auditorium, that is. We RB3 is great, but... Uh, you also have a chance to learn about every program offering uh, that we've just discussed from the Assisi Scholars and the trip to Italy. Uh, you know, they'll be back with pictures and being able to talk about the experience by the time open house hits, uh, to the alternative sports, the robotics, uh, anything you can dream of. And the other nice part about Roger Bacon is uh, if you can dream it, and you have an idea for a club or a team or an experience you want to bring to Roger Bacon, uh, it's usually just a question of getting it organized and taking it to, to Mr. Burke and Mr. Shad uh, and them helping you bring it to life. Well, like I said, the open house is going to be coming up the last Sunday of the month, October 29th, and that will be going on from 1 to 3 o'clock. So make sure you stop over and uh, check out the school then on October 29th. Rob and I will be back with more at halftime and have the second half kickoff right after this. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at ambets.org. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Forty-five to twelve is your score here at halftime at Roger Glass Stadium. We'll be back at Ron Bezovich Stadium next week, where Roger Bacon will be taking on Carroll. We'll be on the air with the pregame show on that one at six forty, and the kickoff will be at seven o'clock. As Rob and I will be bringing you all the action of that one. Also, want to remind you about tomorrow afternoon when we will be bringing you that first place matchup between the Mount St. Joseph Lions and Rose Holman. That is a first-place matchup for the Heartland Conference. And, of course, Rose Holman won the conference a year ago, got beat in the playoffs in the very first game. But, nonetheless, they got to go to the playoffs, and that's where Ty Hopperton is hoping to take the Lions this year. They have lost one game in the Heartland Conference, while Rose Holman is 3-0. and in the HCAC. I'll have the pregame show for you at 1.30 from Terre Haute, Indiana, and we'll have the kickoff at 2 o'clock, and all that coming up tomorrow on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And don't forget, on Monday night, Mark Donahue and I will have the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show. And another update that we want to bring you right now, and that is in Game 2 of the American League Divisional Series, the Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees are all tied up at 8-8. In the eighth inning, thanks to a Francisco Lindor grand slam and a solo shot by former Cincinnati Red Jay Bruce, has tied that game up at 8-8. Earlier this afternoon, Houston defeated Boston, so they have gone up two games to none in that series against the Red Sox. But 45-12 here, and Rob's got the stat story of the first half. 
Yep, so first down, uh, differential, not too bad. Chaminade Julian with 16, Roger Bacon with 10. Uh, net rushing yards, Chaminade Julian, 17 carries, 116 yards. Roger Bacon, 21 for 43 yards. Uh, net passing yards, Roger Bacon, 152 passing yards. That comes on 12 of 17 for Bullock with two touchdowns. Uh, Peltier, the fine quarterback for Chaminade, 13 for 20, 218 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, two of those going to Mr. Wilcox, who had four catches for 62 yards. The other to Mr. Owens, two catches for 71 yards. Uh, Corey Kiner, 19 carries, 66 yards. Uh, Mr. Bell for Chaminade, 50 yards on nine carries. And your score here at halftime, 45-12. to 12. That's where we stand right now. We'll have the second half kickoff and give you some updates on some scores around the area. We'll do all that when we return right after this final halftime timeout. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. So I uh, want to congratulate Roger Bacon, women's volleyball team, uh, Coach Blading, who's in Italy. Uh, but senior night the other night, uh, very special. Girls like uh, Maddie Gillette, my cousin, Morgan Hausfeld, uh, who came into Bacon kind of mid-career, but uh, certainly had a, a fine career there and wore a uniform she was always born to wear as a Hausfeld. A lot of, lot of Hausfelds having come through there. Uh, great Roger Bacon family. But anyway, congratulations to them. They beat Chaminade the other night on senior night uh, to kind of cap off. Uh, a great career for those seniors. A lot of legacy kids. Very proud of them. Uh, Looking forward to, to what the future holds. I, I think Morgan wants to go to Louisville, uh, possibly. Boy, Ohio, Ohio University, I think it was, so we'll, we'll see. A lot um, going on in Louisville right now. You know, I don't even want to, I don't want to get into that too much, but boy, I mean, when you look at the, the Louisville situation, I just read today, just to kind of get in, I guess get into it a little bit, Patino accepted 98% of the shoe contract money that they brought into that school. And then get a sneaking suspicion that some of the stuff that's coming out is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll reserve judgment. I, I was never, I'm not a Louisville fan. I, I've never been a, a big fan of Patino's. Um, a lot of people out there are, especially those who are in the Kentucky area, right? Although uh, those old UK fans that are, a little too thick around the Cincinnati area. Some of them kind of <laughs> cut ties with him when he left to, to go to the NBA. Um. So it's 45 to 12 here as we get back to what's happening on the field as the, the teams are all finished warming up to begin this second half of action. And right now, Roger Bacon, I think they've got to continue to build on the positives that happened in that second quarter. They found some things that worked. Uh, again, a lot of it was Bullock getting, getting an opportunity to, to not have to, to worry about the pass rush, not have to drop back, not have to give that offensive line an opportunity uh, to miss blocks. That's really what it comes down to, right? So they, they moved him to the pistol, uh, quick snaps, no drop back, able to just kind of turn and fire that ball off. Uh, that opened some things up downfield, you know, that they started trying to jump some of those routes and, you know, we saw on that 
Beautiful pass to Kobe Taylor. We saw on a deep route to Kuhlman and then a touchdown to Kuhlman. Uh, those quick passes opened up some of those longer plays. Uh, Roger Bacon able to capitalize. What they haven't been able to do is find some balance. They kind of have been all in on Kiner or all in on Bullock without being able to mix it up the way Chaminade has tonight. Uh, Chaminade comes to the line. There's not really a sense of what they're going to do. Bacon's been predictable at times, but at least has found something that worked. All right, it's a 33-point lead, and we're going to get to see probably another interpretation of the running clock rule by a set of OHSAA officials who have yet to prove to us tonight that I've I've often asked this question why are you allowing officials to take an open book test (laughs) that's the question looks like Roger Bacon ball on the onside squib kick they they onside it and picking it up though is Chaminade Chaminade's going to grab it and that is what uh, Owens Owens around the right hand side he's got it at the 30 to the 35 and he'll be dropped at the 36 yard line boy Roger Bacon just never could get a handle on that squib kick. They have five or six opportunities. Uh, he's able to pick it up, come around the end. The freshman, Evan Webb, again on coverage, uh, able to, to kind of come in there with nice speed, actually, and make a good tackle. Otherwise, that, that might have been a real big, dangerous play for them. Chaminade going from left to right across your computer screen as we start the action here in the third quarter of play. 45-12, to 12, Chaminade with the lead in the ball, and... A lot of movement going on in the offensive line, and Roger Bacon will jump offside. Nate Stark. Nate Stark, who's back in after having an injury problem in the first quarter. Rackney back into the ballgame also. So a five-yard penalty makes it first and five outside the 40 to the 41-yard line. Clock continues to run 11.09, left to go in this third quarter of play. We have just begun here from Roger Glass Stadium. Peltier looks out to the left. He's going to throw the ball into the flat and it is complete on the play to number three that being Willis. He's got it to the 47 yard line but a flag is thrown in the middle of the offensive line Holding I think on uh, number 51 Alonzo Carter And it will be holding So the holding penalty will negate the first down and it was thrown right at the line of scrimmage, and the clock, it is going to continue to run. So where we, we talked about the offense being able to find some stable footing, the defense has never been able to get comfortable. Uh, and a lot of that goes to the Chaminade offense and this fast tempo and a lot of the misdirection. Some of it's the youth, uh, but they got to stay disciplined. So the ball goes back to the 30-yard line, first down and about 16 yards to go. Handoff up the middle to Bell. Bell takes it outside the 35 to the 36-yard line. Gain of six on the carry for Jonathan Bell. As I said, there's a lot of coaches that are looking at Jonathan Bell in the area. Division two, Division three coaches. A lot of them looking at Peltier also. Averaging about seven yards a carry tonight. Not bad. Uh, showing some good burst through the line. Curiously, they started George in the first series and then brought Bell in, and he's been the starter all year long, and we haven't seen George in the backfield since. Receivers on wide on both sides. Hand off to Bell around the left-hand side. He's going to pick up the first down across the 40 to the 45, into Roger Bacon territory to the 50 to the 45, and down to the 42-yard line. 22-yard pickup on the play by Jonathan Bell and a first down for the Eagles. And that that's just... Evidence of the poor tackling. You know, trying to arm tackle a kid like that, it's, you're not going to bring him down. 
uh, he's able to pick up 20 yards. Bell is well put together, 5'9", 200 pounds, a senior. Moving in motion, Willis. Willis gets it on the jet around the right-hand side. He's going to be stacked up, now cuts it inside across the 40, down to the 35-yard line. Gain of seven on the gain, and it brings up second down and three yards to go. And I'm, I'm sure Joe Clements and, and Dave Kaplan will clean that up, but, but they're coming in hot. Uh, they're not maintaining that discipline to make a good tackle. Second down, three yards to go, throw over the middle, complete to downing the tight end to the 20, cuts to the left to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, and he goes in for the score. 51 to 12, with 8.26 left to go in this third quarter of play. He got right behind Ronell Lackey. Kelty are able to drop that ball perfectly in there. The tight end had a, a great angle to the end zone. And he takes it in for the score, making it 51-12 to here in the third quarter with 8.26 remaining to go in it. One of the keys to tonight's ballgame was controlling the line of scrimmage for Chaminade, and they have definitely done that here tonight. And the kick by Bridget is put up and good. He is perfect on the evening. 52-12 to is your score. The Eagles on top of it with 8.26 left to go in the third quarter of play. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, did you know that a Roger Bacon alum is running for Cincinnati School Board? Gary Favors, a 1985 graduate of the first co-ed class at Roger Bacon, is running for the board this November. Gary's been a teacher in the Cincinnati Public Schools for 22 years and is the founder and director of Hearts and Minds, a mentoring program for African-American boys interested in a future in the medical profession. He is also a Gulf War veteran, earning an Army Commendation Medal. Please remember Gary Favors for the Cincinnati School Board when you go to the back ballot box in November. Kickoff by Chaminade taken in by Kiner at his 15 and he's going to be stopped near the 19 yard line and that is where Roger Bacon will take it over for the first time here in the second half. First and 10 from their own 19 yard line. Let's see if this offense can maintain some of the momentum they had in the first half. Again just showing steady improvement. So the clock running, as, of course, the running clock rule is in effect now. 52-12 to 12 is the score, a 40-point lead by Chaminade. Trips out to the near side. Bullock handoff to Kiner, and Kiner's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 18-yard line for a lava yard. Of course, halftime is for adjustments, and if Chaminade has made the adjustment to shut off that quick hitter against Kiner, it's going to be a long second half for the Spartans. Well, I think the best option might be to put Bullock back there in the pistol again and see if Kobe Taylor and Zach Coleman can't take advantage of these corners. Seven and a half minutes remaining to go in this third quarter. Bullock is going to throw the pass out into the flat, and it is complete to Kappel. And Kappel out near the 25-yard line. Gain of six yards, and it brings up third down and about five yards to go for a first down for the Spartans. 
Go ahead, Dave. Second consecutive week we've played with the running clock. That's still not the record. I went seven consecutive weeks a year ago. Well, I hope, I hope we never contend for that record. No, I don't. At Roger Bacon. No kidding. Bullock drops straight back, looking over the middle on third and five. He's going to be hit and dropped. That time it was good coverage downfield by Chaminade, and Bullock just had no open receivers to go to. He's tackled all the way back at his own 14-yard line for a loss of 10. Third sack of the night for Chaminade, and it brings up punting time for the for the Spartans. And I'm not sure if Kiner missed a block or he was trying to release to get behind that defensive line. He was open. Had Bullock been able to hit him, that goes for at least 30 yards. There was nobody close to him. Uh, just didn't have enough time to deliver it. And the snap is over the head of Bird, and Bird is just going to have to fall on it in the end zone for the safety. There was nothing else Bird could do. The snap came back high, and he could not bring it down, and that makes it 54-12. to 12. And it just keeps getting worse. When it rains, it pours, right? There just was nothing Bird could do on that play, and he did the best thing. He was going to try to just knock it out of the end zone, but then he ended up throwing it back into the end zone, realized he better jump on it or it would have been a touchdown. And he did and took the safety. So now Roger Bacon will have to kick the football away from their own 20 with 6.06 remaining in this third quarter. And Bird's a capable receiver, had a hand on it, almost pulled it in, and was able to make something of it. But uh, the chaos of the moment leads to the safety. Roger Bacon's now scheduling shadow days for prospective 8th graders looking to move on to an academically excellent, passionately Catholic, and uniquely Franciscan education. Give a call to Brandon Cowens or Alyssa Flating in the admission office to set up a shadow day or take a tour of Roger Bacon. 6.06 remaining to go in the third quarter. We'll be at home next week against Carroll. One more road game to go this season for the Spartans. We'll be celebrating some boys in blue next week as Steve Saunders and Todd Green of the Cincinnati Police Department are legends. Presented by the Jones Brothers, also police officers who we honored a couple years ago. 54-12 to 12 your score here and Bird's going to punt it away from his own 20. Gets a high end over end kick that'll be taken in by Owens and Wilcox. Wilcox across midfield cuts it to the 30, to the 20 and he's going to take it all the way for the score. You're right, when it rains, it pours, and Wilcox took it 70 yards, and let's see, is there a flag down somewhere? There is. There, there, I don't see the flag, but there's a. the officials are talking about a hold, and it is a hold against Chaminade. There's the flag. So that's going to negate the 70-yard touchdown return by Wilcox. The official says whomever it was that committed the hold grabbed one of the Spartans around the waist and just held on to him. And that's going to put the ball at the 45-yard line in Roger Bay, or in, excuse me, in Chaminade territory. So first and 10 for Chaminade at their own 45. Clock running, 540 left to go in this third quarter. And now we've got a lot of substitutions into the ballgame. John Huffman 
is in a wide receiver for Chaminade. High snap of Peltier brings it down, hands it off to the back man, Quincy Johnson. And Johnson takes it across midfield into Roger Bacon territory to the 43-yard line. Johnson, a 13-yard gain and a first down. He's a sophomore, 180-pound, 5 feet 9 inches tall. He's in the backfield now for Jonathan Bell. Curious to have Peltier still in there. I guess if you're going to hand it off. Hand off to Johnson. Johnson off left tackle inside the 40 down to the 38. So a gain of five. He's taking some shots tonight. Uh, you know, you're up by 40. I mean, look at giving him a break because if he goes down, you have no chance to win the, the division. So it's second down. Six yards to go. Ball resting at the Spartan 40, 38 yard line, excuse me. Slow snap of Peltier's got it. He's going to roll out to his left. He's going to be hit as he throws, and he threw the ball away. Tried to go to Downing out on the left-hand side, but Downing seemed to fall down trying to go for the pass, and it brings up third and five. 4.24 and running, left to go in the third quarter of play. An unusual play call. I would have expected something a little more conservative. With this lead, running clock, uh, Bacon's defense not being able to do much, maybe just hand the ball off. But Peltier on third and six, handoff up the middle, goes to Johnson. He's got the first down to the 30, and he takes it down to the 26-yard line. Gain of 12 and a first down for the Eagles with 3.55 and running left to go in the ball in the third quarter. Now they'll spot it at the 27. Peltier again out of the hurry up. With Downing tight end right, hand off to Johnson, right up the middle, inside the 25 to the 24, make it the 23-yard line, a gain of four, and it's second down six. And Chaminade shuffling a lot of players in and out now. They're a deep team. I'm impressed with this offense. Taylor Hensley, a junior in at the wide receiver slot. He's number 16. 310 remaining to go in the third quarter. Johnson, fake handoff. Peltier keeps it around right into the 20, to the 15, to the near side, to the 10, and he's run out of bounds by Amir Muhammad at the 10-yard line. A gain of 13 and another first down for the Eagles. 255 and running left to go in this third. Peltier, five touchdown passes tonight. Showing he can do it with his feet as well. He was a little faster than he is shown here tonight on that that little scamper. Into the ball game, number 18, Rocky Stark. He comes in at fullback. Pitch out comes to Johnson, and Stark leads the way. Johnson cuts inside a block by Stark to the five, and he's going to be hit and dropped right at the three-yard line on a nice tackle by Taylor. Zach Witten did a great job taking on two blockers there, trying to disrupt that play. Uh, his backers unable to come up and kind of clean it up behind him. So second down, four yards to go. It's goal to go, actually. And the handoff goes to Johnson. Johnson stacked up at the three, maybe got to the two. See where they end up spotting him at. Maybe about a gain of a yard. And it brings up third down and goal to go from the three. With a minute 40 left to go in this third quarter. 
Stark the up back. Watch for Peltier around that wide side of the field. Johnson the eye back. Peltier hands it off to Johnson off right guard. He's going to take it down near the goal line, and he is in for the score. And that makes it 60 to 12. 128 left to go in the third quarter. Well, the, the question that really is in the front of my mind now is, how good is Marion? <laughs> because, or Miamisburg for that matter, this is a really, really good team. Uh, as good as we've seen, I, I think they're, they're going to give Alter all they want, and uh, Marion Local must be, for a small school, again, up in that cold water area that is uh, produces state champions, but they must be loaded again. Yeah. I mean, they've just, Marion Local and Coldwater, they have just got a machine going on at those two schools. Bridget in to attempt the extra point, puts it up, and it is good. A minute 28 left to go in the third quarter. Your score now, it's the Eagles 61 and the Spartans 12. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. You know, whenever I see a game like this, Rob, I always think of the cheerleaders in college football that do the push-ups for every point that is scored when it's scored. Imagine, boy, they, they'd really have been done a lot of push-ups tonight. Well, I th- I th- they would have. I think those cheerleaders train pretty hard, though, right? They have, uh, you're going to lift the female cheerleaders. Uh, you know, you got to put them up on your shoulders. you got to hold them with your hands. No, that's true. You know, the interesting thing is we haven't seen Kuhlman back running back kickoffs since the first quarter. Now Kuhlman hits us when he's one of the upbacks, takes it in at the 17 to the 20 to the 25 out to the 30, and he skips out of bounds across the 30 at the 32-yard line. They did just a little switch there at the end of the first quarter, Rob, and they moved Kiner back to return to kickoffs, and Kuhlman, one of the upbacks. Kiner just completely detonated Brendan Cato. On a block, uh, came full speed ahead, uh, right as he was approaching the ball carrier and just, uh, lit him up. Well, I, I would question putting Kiner back there at this point anyway, right? He's, he's your go-to guy. Uh, I probably give him a break from kick returns. You don't want to risk a, a stupid injury at this point. No, absolutely. There's a timeout on the field as Chaminade did not have all of their players on the field, so we'll take one also. A minute five left to go in the ball game, or in the third quarter, excuse me. Your score is 61 to 12. Dayton, Chaminade, Julian. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet from all. To yours. Minute five left to go, and what was that final, Rob? St. Xavier, 42, LaSalle, 7. Wow. 
St. X is back. Around the right-hand side, Kiner. Kiner takes it across the 30 to the 35, running wide for the first time in a long time in this game, and takes it across the 35 out to the 36 for a gain of six. And it brings up second and four. Now they've got him near the 37. So a gain of seven for Kiner, and it brings up second down. Call it a long three yards to go. Bullock's under center now. He has gone away from the pistol and gone right under center. And the handoff goes to Kiner on the left-hand side, and he takes it out to the 40-yard line where he's going to be stacked up and stopped right there, but he's close to a first down. Got to question where the forward progress is with this crew. And they've got him right at the 40, and it will be a first down for the Spartans with 14 seconds and running left to go in the third quarter. And Coach Mike Blout says, let's just let the third quarter roll down, and they will. So your score at the end of three from Roger Glass Stadium in Dayton. It is the Eagles of Dayton, Chaminade Julian, 61, Roger Bacon, 12. It was seventh grade, February. I was at a friend's birthday party but texted my mom to pick me up early. I wasn't feeling well. That was Friday night. By Monday morning, I was in the ER and said my last words for the next five weeks. Maddie was a healthy 12-year-old athlete, so we were shocked how quickly she declined. Her medical team took extreme measures to save her life and get her healthy again. Maddie has an athlete spirit, and thanks to her diligence in rehab, she rejoined her class in eighth grade. I was determined to get back to school and rejoin my teams. Sports taught me what it takes to stay in the game, and that to me is winning. We had no idea flu could be so serious, but the great news is it's preventable. Yearly flu vaccinations for the whole family help us all stay in the game. And now every birthday reminds us of how grateful we are to be in the winner's circle. Protect yourself and your family from the flu. Visit FamiliesFightingFlu.org. Well, Bullock on the first play of the fourth quarter throws it out in the flat. Complete to Kiner. Kiner at the 45, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Dives into the corner of the end zone for the score as he hits the pylon. 60-yard touchdown pass to Corey Kiner from Bullock. And the 12 seconds, the initial 12 seconds of the fourth quarter, and the Spartans now are down 61-18. to 18. But, boy, did kind of really turn on the speed at about midfield and take it to the house. He looked like Reggie Bush on that play. The way he kind of ran that wheel round out into the flat like Bush would do. Uh, Bullock delivers it perfectly in stride. Connor's at full speed and uh, when he's in the open field like that, even on an angle, you're not going to catch him. Uh, dives into the end zone a la Reggie Bush uh, for the touchdown. His 11th on the year. So now Bullock going for two, rolls out to the right out of the shotgun, looks into the end zone. He's got Kiner there for the score, and the two-point conversion is complete. So with 11.48 left to go in this football game, your score now from Dayton, it is Chaminade Julian 61 and the Spartans 20. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. 
Well, that pass play to Kiner, Rob, something that we really haven't seen maybe all year. New little wrinkle. Uh, we haven't seen Kiner go out on that wheel route like that. Uh, you know, Bullock gets more confident. He put that ball perfect. I mean, we've seen that's about the fourth or fifth ball tonight that Bullock has put in a place that allowed his, his guy to make a play, and if they don't catch it, it, it goes incomplete. Uh when you can hit Kiner at full speed, he doesn't have to slow down, and there's no one in front of him. Good things happen. Uh, that's a touchdown. Nice wrinkle by Mike Lout. So 61 to 20 is the score with 11:48 left to go in the ball game. Bird is going to kick the football away. Julian really doesn't have anybody deep. They're expecting an onside kick, and it will be, and it's taken in by one of the second line people at the 40-yard line. And it was grabbed and brought in by Cooper Mullins. Mullins grabbed that ball and brought it in at his 40, just dropped to his chest. And that is where Chaminade will take it over first and 10 from their own 40, and I think that's going to be it on the night for Peltier as they bring in their backup quarterback, Nolan Kimball. Freshman, 5'6", 140. Quite different than Peltier, but... uh they must feel good about him. Let's see what he can do. Boy, and he is diminutive compared to Johnson, who's lined up in the backfield. And Johnson gets the handoff right up the middle, takes it across the 40, out to the 43-yard line. Boy, when you put Johnson, who just ran the football, side-by-side side with Kimball, boy, there is a big, big size difference, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Between just one year. Kimball, a freshman, and Johnson, a sophomore. Kimball gets the snap, handoff to Johnson, off left tackle. He takes it across the 45, up to the 49-yard line. He's shy of the first down by about a yard. Third down in the yard. And they're setting Kimball up for the keeper here, right? He, he keeps handing off and then kind of spinning back, uh, a la Colin Kaepernick. It will just be, uh, at some point here, we're probably going to see that. Third down yard to go. Out of the pistol with Johnson behind Kimball in the backfield. Kimball, handoff, goes to Johnson right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up and brought down. Ball loose on the field. And let's see, it's still loose into Roger Bacon territory. The Spartans are saying they've got the football, and they do. So the ball was fumbled, and Roger Bacon came away with it. And it looks like it was Taylor who came up with the loose football. Right at... The 49, well, they're going to mark it at midfield, right at midfield. First and 10 for the Spartans with 10-15 left to go in the ballgame. And, you know, what's interesting, and a lot of these backups and reserves are younger players. It's uh, I, I feel good about that. You know, our, our freshman team is undefeated. Our reserve team has lost a close game to Alter last week, but otherwise have beaten a lot of teams. We've lost to Indian Hill, etc. Uh, so the, there's a lot of great younger players coming up. It'll be interesting to see uh, how the, the future unfolds. So Bullock is under center, pitches it out to Kiner around the left-hand side, and he takes it to the 45, down to the 40, inside the 40, to the 38-yard line, gain of 12 for Kiner. He's still got a pep in his step, but the one thing that's interesting, Rob, is Bullock is playing a majority of this second half under center. Well, you're right. I was just thinking Kiner looks energized, and maybe that long touchdown uh, woke him back up. But like we talked about earlier, uh, Bullock under center is the best thing for Kiner. 
Bullock and the pistol is the best thing for the passing game. So it's uh, looks like we got a hold on that. Yep, they're they're going to call a hold, and it'll mark the Spartans back in their own territory at their own 45-yard line, so it'll be first and 15. What they need to do, though, is mix it up, right? You don't want to have every time Bullock goes in the pistol it to be a pass and make it very predictable. More of a traditional look here with Bullock under center. Trips out to the right-hand side, dropping back Bullock. He's going to throw it deep up the left-hand side. He's, He's got, got Coolman, oh. and it's knocked away at the last second by Daquan Bush. He did a nice job of reaching in and knocking the ball away from Coolman and saved what could have been a touchdown pass. Yeah, Bullock took a little off of that one. Coleman had to slow down, which allowed the DB to kind of make that play. If he airs that out and Coleman can reach out for it, uh, that's first and goal from the five. So it's second down, 15 yards to go from the Spartans' own 45-yard line. Kappel wide right, Coleman wide left. Now out of the pistol is Bullock with Kiner to his left. He drops straight back. Heavy rush. He's going to dump it off to Kiner on the left-hand side. To the 50, to the 45-40. Here he goes. 35-30. And he runs over a tackler and gets knocked out of bounds inside the 30-yard line. And let's see where they spot him. They'll mark him right at the 30-yard line. 25 yards on the reception and a first down for the Spartans. Very, very capable receiver. He's a playmaker. Kuhlman is coming up limping to the line of scrimmage. I think uh, kind of ran into him and that DB making that play. Keontae Deer in the, in the game now. Yep, Deer in. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock looks over the middle. He's got Kappel at the 15-yard line down to the 13-yard line. 17 yards on the reception. And another first down for the Spartans. 7.25. I know, Rob, that this is the second-team defense for the Eagles and they're playing loose but still this is a confidence booster for the Spartans being able to move the football like they are well as I said this is class match though right this is not a bunch of seniors they're playing against like the first team this is this is the guys they're going to be playing against it a year or two from now so it is a confidence booster seven minutes and running left to go and now the official the head referee comes in and blows the play dead and now gets everything set and restarts the clock. 6.50 left to go. Hand off to Deer. Deer to the right. Cuts to the left. To the 10. To the 5. Goes into the corner of the end zone for the score. Deer with his first touchdown of the night. And it's 61-26. to And like we said, you know, the the great backs here have always had a compliment. Uh, Maybe Keontae Deer can be that guy for Kiner. Not nearly as fast, but very shifty. Change of direction. He's got that wiggle in his hips you can't coach. You know, guys like Barry Sanders, and it's a stretch to call Keontae Deer Barry Sanders, but some of those guys who've got that wiggle and the ability to make guys miss, you, you can't coach. So the Spartans will go for two with 6.43. Clock stops after the score. So they'll go for two for the second time in a row. Ball in the center of the field. Bullock under center. Pitches it out around the left-hand side to Deer. Deer lost the handle of the football. Ball loose on the field. And it's recovered by Chaminade, so the two-point conversion is no good. 6.43 left to go in the ballgame. Your score. It's the Eagles 61 and the Spartans 26. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. 
The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game, starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. CardinalMotors.com. Cardinal Motors, serving the Tri-State's vehicle needs. Quality vehicles, friendly staff. Visit us today at CardinalMotors.com. 513-939-AUTO. Good credit, bad credit, first-time buyer, we got you covered. CardinalMotors.com. I got my new car at CardinalMotors.com. Looking for your next quality car, truck, van, or SUV? Visit CardinalMotors.com today. Visit us at any of our three locations in Hamilton and Fairfield. 6.43 left to go in this football game from Dayton. 61-26. Chaminade on top of it. Short kickoff hits at the 25-yard line, and Chaminade will pick it up and run it back to the 27-yard line. Brandon Cato has got it across the 25 out to the 30-yard line as he backtracked and then ran forward. And he was brought down on the play by Noah Miller, a sophomore defensive lineman, and Zach Speed in with the tackle also. So the clock will continue to run with 6.29 left to go in this football game. 61-26. They've actually played their way out of the running clock, and that is actually uh, a positive. Yeah, it really is. Marcus Colvin has never lost to Roger Bacon his seventh year. 6-12, left to go in the ball game. Kimball is the quarterback. When I think of Kimball, I think of David Kimball, the fugitive. Kimball takes the snap, handoff up the middle to Johnson, and Johnson's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and brought down at the 30 for no game. And how many times have we been able to say that over the past few weeks about Roger Bacon defensively stopping somebody for no gain? Not often, but, you know, very conservative play calling at this point. So out of the pistol formation, Kimball the quarterback, Johnson right behind him, receivers out wide on both sides. Five and a half minutes and running left to go. And Kimball milking the clock as best that he can. Kimball barking out the signals. And he'll just wait till the back judge puts his hand up in the air, and now he does, and now Kimball will take the snap. Hand off to Johnson. Johnson fumbled the football, and the ball loose on the field, and it's recovered by Roger Bacon. Spartans with the football after the fumble. There was just a goof up on the handoff between Kimball and Johnson, and Roger Bacon's got the football at the Chaminade 28-yard line. Opportunity to put more points on the board. Interestingly enough, uh, Keontae Deer back in here looks like. I wonder if on that uh, big run, Kiner didn't get nicked up somehow. Well, the way he put his head down and ran over him, he could be seeing stars right now. Five minutes and running, and now the back judge is looking at one of the linebackers, that being Ben Thomas. Thomas evidently having a problem with his chin strap and now he's got to come off the field and that means number 21 Micah Graham is coming into the ball game a sophomore linebacker 
So the clock running, 4.56. Out of the pistol with Deer to his right is Bullock. Bullock, hand off to Deer. Deer off left tackle. He's going to be hit right at the 27, and he'll be dropped at the 26. So basically about a yard gain on the play. And again, to punch the ball in here, they're going to have to rely on Mr. Bullock. He's got three touchdown passes tonight. Let's see if he can pick up a fourth. Soft spot in this defense is right behind those linebackers. Bullock moves Edmondson in motion. He'll take the handoff on the jet around the right side. And he's going to be hit and leveled at the 27-yard line. And that is a leveling tackle by Kishon Owens. He's been everywhere tonight, hasn't he? Boy, he just smacked Edmondson right to the turf. And it was a legal hit. Boy, he just put his face mask right into Edmondson's chest and drove him to the turf. Well, he's got about 30 pounds on him. Uh, used it there. So the ball resting at the 27. Rolling out is Bullock. Bullock's going to be hit behind the line and dropped. And Boy, he did get grabbed by the face mask. And the referee was right there and looked at it and didn't throw the flag. Takes it all the way back to the 38-yard line. Fourth time he's been sacked tonight. And it will be fourth down and about 20 yards to go. Ball resting at the 37, and they got to get it to the 19, so calling about 18 yards to go. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Spartans. Three minutes exactly left in the football game. And you, you can pretty much got to run a fade to Kuhlman here. Dropping straight back, Bullock. Bullock is going to look it up on the left-hand side. He's got Edmondson, and it'll be knocked away and incomplete. Edmondson was double-covered, and the pass falling incomplete. 2.52 left to go in the ballgame. The Spartans turn it over on downs. Your score, the Eagles 61, and the Spartans 26. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. 2.50 left to go in the football game. Kimball, the quarterback, ball resting at the 37-yard line. I think at the 38-yard line in Chaminade territory as they take it over first and 10. And again, Kimball content to just let the clock continue to dwindle. Under two and a half minutes left to go as Roger Bacon showing a blitz against Kimball, and he's going to pitch it out around the left-hand side to Johnson. Take it away on the play by Roger Bacon, and it'll be picked up by one of the backfield men, and he's going to take it into the end zone for the score. That is Noah Miller who picked up that errant pitch out and ran it in 23 yards for the score, and it's now 61-32. to Great play. I wasn't sure they were going to be able to scoop it up. It looks like actually Shamanon might have been able to, to pick it back up, but... Uh... Making a heady play, gets it, breaks it off for the touchdown. So let's see what the Spartans decide to do. Will they come in and kick the extra point? Or will they go for two? And it looks like Bullock's coming out on the field, so they'll go for two. I believe. 
Let's take a look here. Well, they may be getting ready to line up for the extra point. I don't. Yeah, there's Bird. Okay, Bird's coming in to attempt the extra point. And Taylor is the holder. He's out there also. So the Spartans will go for the extra point with 2.15 left to go. And there's a lot of confusion who's supposed to be on the field and not. Bird is saying, we've only got 10 men on the field. And now Bird is signaling over to the bench. He wants one more person in. Play clock still not down to five yet, so they've got plenty of time. And now the hand goes in the air. The snap is down. The kick is blocked. It was a good snap from center, and Taylor got it down. There was just a lot of penetration on the right side of the lane. Owens again. He's been everywhere tonight, as I've stated. He's heck of a game in all facets. He has been something else tonight. 2.15 left to go in the ballgame. Lucky Turtle located in Finneytown at 8621 Winton Road behind Brentwood Spirits and Wine. And next to Arby's has... 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers and a large selection of other fine spirits. They've got a lot of live music going on, vinyl nights on Tuesdays and trivia night on Thursdays. A spacious covered patio to enjoy the outdoors and free video games, shuffleboard, and darts. It's a great place and a very accommodating place for parties and events. So if you'd like to schedule something, stop in for a relaxing, no-frills, good time and talk to Frank there. Frank Sita. Roger Bacon, class of 1991. 2.15 remaining to go in the football game, and we have played this entire game, Rob, with that cop car over on the left-hand side with his lights flashing, his emergency lights flashing all night long. He has made his presence known. He has. Bird's going to onside kick it. It's going to be a dump kick that will be taken in at about the 30. And that's in by Owens again. Owens across the 35 to the 40. And he's going to be spun around at the 44-yard line and dropped right there. Stopped by Nolan Tebby. And also looked like Nate Stark was in on the tackle. Two oh six left to go in this football game. Next week we're at home for Carroll. Rob and I will be on the air at six forty with the pregame, seven o'clock with the kickoff. No place like home. That's right. And now Peltier is back into the ball game after Kimball gave the ball up and the ball is loose on the field again after a nice run by the running back Bell, who's back into the ball game, but they're going to say that he was down and the ground caused the fumble, and Chaminade will keep their hands on it. I want to remind our listeners uh, of the alumni tailgate in the back parking lot by school. Brian Wolf, Missy Blount, Eric Shulkers, they do a great job. Burgers, dogs, refreshments next Friday night. George is back into the ball game, and George, who started, gets hit right at the line and dropped on second down and two, and he was hit right at the line of scrimmage by Ryan Lally and driven back for a two-yard loss and it brings up third down and four right at midfield. Ryan Lally, a great kid out of Annunciation, played for Our Lady of Grace uh, with Keontae Deer and Noah Miller and those guys. Great kid, great comes from a great family. Good to see him get some time up here on varsity because they're going to be counting on him next year. Minute 10. Left to go in the ball game. Third down, four yards to go. 
Ball just shy of midfield. Peltier's going to throw the ball. He throws it up the left-hand side. He's got Owens, and it is complete at the 32-yard line, and now they call the face mask. He was grabbed by one of the defensive backs around the face mask and brought down at the 32-yard line with 53-and-a-half seconds left to go. And now there's a flag thrown in the backfield by one of the side judges. Unsportsmanlike, I think. Holding against Chaminade, personal foul face mask. They're going to offset, and they'll replay the down. Again, you know, you're up by 30 points. You've got your quarterback in there taking deep shots against the sophomore corner who's uh, a reserve out here just to get a few minutes. So you got to question well, now, the logic behind that. Now they're just going to go into the victory formation and down it. It's third down. Five yards to go. Ball just shy of midfield. Peltier is just going to take a knee as they're in the victory formation. Clock is running. We are at 40 seconds to go in the football game. And they are just taking their time before they decide to take a knee. Now the back judge puts his hand in the air. Peltier takes the snap, takes a knee, and 25 seconds left to go in the ball game, and that will do it here tonight. Well, the score is not indicative of how much fun this ball game was in the second half, Rob. 61 to 32 is the final score here this evening, and we'll wrap things up from Roger Glass Stadium. We'll do that right after this timeout. Hi, I'm Jim Lachey. Studies show that students who play school sports tend to have better attendance records, higher grade point averages, and fewer discipline problems, and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teach leadership, character, Provide the foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game. And remember to keep the student first and student athlete. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. 61-32, your final score here this evening. The Eagles of Chaminade Julian winning it by 29 points here tonight to up their mark to 5-2 and on the year. They've now won five in a row. They're 4-0 and in the GCL North, so they will at least stay in first place, probably in a tie with Alter after Alter's game here this evening. While Roger Bacon now has dropped five in a row, they're 2-5, and 0-4 in the GCL. Third straight year, they have started out 0-4 in the GCL Central. But, as I said before we went to break, Rob, it's hard to say that there's a lot of a silver lining in a loss like this, 61-32. to But quite honestly, I, I liked what I saw out of Roger Bacon offensively tonight. They have seemed to find some sort of identity and an alternative away from Kiner. Yeah, as we talked about early in the season, we needed this team to make some incremental pro- progress. What they did tonight that they haven't done previously to show some life and some fight uh we talked about them playing a full game tonight all four quarters did they do that no uh were they strong defensively no we we said they had to stop peltier he had five touchdown passes uh that was not you know uh the the way they had to get off with him for, for them to be successful however especially on offense you can see the evolution of tyler bullock uh, and Bullock is here because he, he wanted to play with Kiner. He wanted to be at Roger Bacon. Uh, Mike started the year with Kobe Taylor. Took him a game or two to kind of hand the reins to Bullock. Uh, Bullock is growing. When all is said and done, he's going to be one of the great quarterbacks here 
It's just a question of him getting comfortable, his receivers getting comfortable, him getting a little time, and most importantly, Mike Wilde setting an offense up with, with creative play calling to allow them to be successful. So 61-32, to 32, the final score here this evening. Next week, Roger Bacon will be at home to take on Carroll. We will be on the air with the pregame show next Friday evening at 6.40 and the kickoff at 7 o'clock as the Spartans will be playing two of their last three ball games of the season at home here this year. 61-32, any final thoughts on this game, Rob? Uh, there's two elite teams in the GCL. Uh, we played them back-to-back. Uh, Baden is probably a step slight below them. Uh, you know, the, the winnable game of, of the stretch we've just had was McNick. Kiner didn't play, which greatly affected that. The good part is you've shown some life. You've improved week after week. We get to go home next week in a winnable game, uh, hopefully execute for four quarters, uh, and come up with a GCL win. I know it's, it's not a win and we're on a bit of a losing streak, but I think Mike has to be happy that this team is growing up. Uh, week after week, which is all you can ask for for a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. Okay, I asked you this question before the game. I'm going to ask you now. Who do you think the better team is, Alter or Chaminade? You know, it's. Uh, I'm still probably going to give the edge to Alter because at some point they can just line up and punch you in the mouth. Chaminade's very good. Chaminade has a, a good, fast-paced offense, and a lot of their trickery, though, comes down to misdirection and finesse. Uh, I don't know that that offensive line is as powerful as the defensive line, and I don't think their defense is as powerful as the offensive line for Alter. So 61 to 32, your final score here tonight. Chaminade Julian now 5 and 2, 4 and 0 oh in the GCL, while the Spartans fall to 2 and 5, and they are 0 oh and 4 in the GCL. Our thanks to a lot of people here this evening, of course, all of our sponsors here tonight. Brian Reinhardt, the athletic director here at Chaminade Julian, just Gave us an outstanding, gave us carte blanche here tonight. It was very nice, very hospitable. Our thanks to him. Also, our thanks to all of the fans listening in tonight. But most of all, as I said, our thanks to you for listening and to Greg Mitchell for producing tonight's broadcast and to Rob Rickenbaugh for helping us out here this evening. I'm Dave Mitchell, reminding you once again the final score tonight. It was Chaminade Julian 61, the Spartans 32. Until next Friday night against Carroll. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports presentation of Roger Bacon High School Football. This game has been brought to you by The Lucky Turtle on 8621 Winton Road in Finneytown. OneCom Media. Call for all your digital needs at 513-268-2799. Kelsey Chevrolet. Call Josh Wilking. Roger Bacon Class of 2012 at 812-532-2931. KelseyChev.com. The Mount St. Joe University. Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Substation 2 in Florence. Call for your next event at 859-371-9490. Join us next time for Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This has been an UltimateSportsTalk.com internet radio presentation.